This week on the BAMFCAST, we take a long, 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 long trip to the island of misfit actors. One turd, we're Ferguson. All right, welcome hey, to the BAMFCAST. 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 Episode 132. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, hi, episode 132. Yep. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the beach. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is we usually watch a movie that's under 90 minutes. Sometimes eh, not, not this so time. much. No. Uh, and then after watching this movie, we come here and talk about it for 30 to 45 minutes, maybe sometimes more or less. Mm-hmm. And then we rate it. Good, bad movies, enjoyable, bad movies. Get one to five jocks, as in robot jocks. Hooray! And bad, bad movies. Get a one to five bags and a negative sliding scale, as in douchebags after Twilight. Boo! Boo! <laughs> So this week's uh, movie, um, in honor of uh, coming off Force Month and celebrating America, we decided to revert back to the uh, to the fa- to the motherland, the fatherland, all the other lands, right? And do 2007's "In the Name of the King," a dungeon siege tale by Doctor Uwe Boll. <laughs> Yay! To remind Yay. you of why monarchies suck, right? And not only we did did we do this, we did the director's cut. Version. Yeah. Yes. Because what an awesome decision. A guy at work is like, "Hey, you do that podcast about bad movies," and I was like, "Yeah, that's me." And he goes, <laughs> "Take this away from me and never bring it back and watch it for your show." Yes. And I uh-huh. said, "Oh, this is the long version, isn't it?" Yeah. He said, "I guess I only made it about thirty minutes in, and then I decided to give it to you." Hmm. You should have instead filled it with firecrackers yeah. and flung it into the sun. I should have realized it's like the ring. <laughs> yes, we he have seven just, he, days. He, yes, yeah. he was just saving his own skin. I'm pretty sure I can make somebody watch this within seven days. But hey, before we get off on too much of the crazy train... No, mm, let's stay let's, on the crazy train. Let's do a <laughs> quick uh, plot summary, <laughs> air quotes, uh, for In the Name of the King, a Dungeon Siege Tale. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it. Hurry up. When a violent race of brutes controlled by the evil Gallon kills his son and kidnaps his wife, Farmer Damon sets off on a quest for revenge. Along the way, he meets those who vow to help him in hopes of bringing peace to their beloved kingdom. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Sure. That sounds sort of like this movie. Yeah. So we got some Bamfcast alums here. Sure do. Uh, mm-hmm. Jason Statham is not an alum, as far as I know. Not but, technically, no. But yeah, but he is the friend main character. The Farmer. Yes, a friend of the show. Yeah. <laughs> a man in many movies we enjoy. <laughs> right. Our friend, Jason Statham. Yes. Yeah, but uh, Lily Sobieski, yes. from the very first episode, The Wicker yeah. Man, yep. returns. Mm. She was not around the house kicked yep. at all. Oh. With her big face. <laughs> Claire Forlani from uh, Beer for My Horses mm-hmm. yep. returns. Oh, um, we could also do Meet Joe Black, which is also about three, four, seven hours long. Yeah, but it's good. No, it's not. God damn it. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, Chuck. At my old work, we used to have a phrase that if something was taking too long, yeah. it was Meet Joe Black. Whatever. So we're like, man, I really need to get these reports done, but Frank's being so Meet Joe Black right now. I hate mm-hmm. you guys. Yep. That movie's terrible. Anyway, uh, anyway other yeah. other uh, alums. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We have... Besides uh, Uwe Boll? Well, yeah, sure. Yes, <laughs> of course. But Ray Liotta. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Turbulence. Playing a wizard. Of turbulence. <laughs> turbulence. Yep. Playing a Known wizard. for <laughs> his most famous role, Turbulence. Right, Turbulence. And playing a wizard in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very important. Wizard. Evil wizard. Yeah. Uh, anyone else actually show no, up in No, he's not a movies? wizard. Well, he's a magus. A magi. Some of the, some we of the guys are... who should have been in movies that we've done, but Such for life as... me, I can't remember. Ron Perlman. Yeah. That's hard to believe he hasn't yeah. shown up in one of our movies. I've seen a billion Ron Perlman movies. So have <laughs> not done one. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. 
Uh, John Reese Davies. Mm. That dude has made some shit. Yes, My he heck. has. Sir Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he's kind of like the. He's the king. Yeah. Yeah. He's the cherry on top of the shit Sunday that yeah. is this movie. Yeah, but we're Burt not done. Reynolds. There's more cast. Oh, yeah. Misfit actors. Still not done. Oh, yeah. Because oh, there's God. also Cristana uh, Locken, yes. who was Terminator, Terminator 3. 3. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Blood metal. Rain, another Uwebel movie. Yes. Yeah. We have she avoided. Is, um, she's good to look at. Yeah. She's nice. She's the metal she's okay. Terminator. She's lady. not in it very much, though. Mm-hmm. No. No. Uh, also, we, I, don't, I was not aware of this one, but Matthew Lillard plays mm-hmm. the king's uh, nephew. Yes. Yep. Duke Duke. Yes. Douche. The Duke douche. Starting to age a little oddly. His eyes are separating away from the center of his face. <laughs> so yeah. He's busying is what you're saying. Yeah, it's 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 going <laughs> wrong for him. Duke Fallow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Duke Fallow. Yeah, only other main character is uh, Brian White, who plays Commander Terrish, mm-hmm. who is not a Bamcast alum, but no. we know him from Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. yeah. Also, he's not white. Other stuff. <laughs> yeah, one of the two black people in the movie. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a weird multicultural land yes. that they live mm-hmm. in. Everyone because has different accents. The king mm-hmm. also has ninjas. He has a ninja squad. Yeah, there's a ninja squad. Yes. Um, they're his elite, like front line of his defense. elite ninja force. Yeah, yeah. They're, uh, they seem like like they're the the blades of the king kind of guys. In the blades, of yeah, the king. but they give themselves away as soon as the battle well, starts. Yeah, where they're that's, there. that's why I'm not convinced they're they're ninjas. They're just ninjesque. Oh, okay, they're sure. just Asian. Ninjesque from okay. the land of Asia. I can accept that. Or Eurasia. Yeah, I mean, that's... My Asia? Mostly it, I guess. As far as the main primary cast, I mean, there's a bunch of other people. Yeah, this, I mean, but. the other really main character was that dude, Bastion, but I don't give a oh, shit. Oh, and Michael Eklund from a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. From, well, we had uh, two, people, from two people from Tactical Force show up. Yeah, because Kenny was in a scene in this, too. Yeah, that's Michael Eklund. Okay, and then the other guy, the Italian guy, uh, right. who was not Italian. Oh, that's right. He was the... He was that sleeping sleep, at the, the gates sleepy guy. guard <laughs> playing sleeping guard number one. <laughs> <laughs> Is that his? Was that his credit? No, I just no, he was gatekeeper. Gatekeeper, yeah. yeah. Oh, it, it would have been better. As Darren, Sh- I would love to put that on my resume. Sleeping Shalabi. guard number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure no one has this movie. A guy who gets berated by Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. but this movie. Wake up! As you can tell, there is a huge cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. But you feel very sorry for the you do. Watch going on. How do they all end up there? Money. I this mean, movie cost sixty million dollars, and this was the final tax shelter film of his. Yeah, right before whatever loophole that was closed, and yeah, because mm-hmm. it made three million, I believe, total yeah, at most. <laughs> Three or four million. Yeah. Whose final tax shelter? Uve Uve Bowles. Yeah, Uve Uve. yeah, because that's what he was known for was making movies on tax yeah. money. Making tax money that yeah, if they lost money, it was worth more to the yeah. financiers. So I mean, I mean, a lot uh, of these, a lot of the people in this movie are considered like a get, you know. But obviously, if they had a lot of money to spend, they had some money to spend on actors. So yeah, well, it's like you said. I think when we were watching Far Cry, Chuck, it's like he finds people that are just their their schedules open. Yeah. And he's like, here, here's enough money. Will you come over and do this? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, the only person who is actually reasonably cast in this movie is Jason Statham. Everybody else is just sort of like, we need a name for the king. Burt Reynolds is available? Okay, sure. Burt Reynolds is king. <laughs> God, I haven't seen Burt in a while. I don't like what Burt looks like now. Burt mm-hmm. is not doing good things to his face. Yeah, Burt. Burt's had some work done. Yeah. And Burt's, yeah. Burt's helmet didn't fit. No, no. They, I th- they kept putting him in a helm, like a battle helm. Yeah, I think they measured his face, and then he, he went, went away for six months and had some surgery, and came back, and they're like, "Oh shit, 
put, put the helmet on him. We can't make because another everyone one. else is fit yeah. except Bert's. His was weird. Who's his is just? Did we figure out if it was too big or too small? I don't know. We don't know. It's one or the other. <laughs> I think it was too small. It's wrong. And I think it was too big. Like it, they couldn't it, cram it on his heed. Because <laughs> it looked like it, it kept just slipping down to me. But I, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. It didn't. Like, it, it looked didn't like fit. it was like tilting backwards yeah. too far. Yeah. And, just, and if it doesn't fit, you know. Well, it's also one of those ones where it has the little uh, thing that goes down the nose. You know, so it's like it's supposed mm-hmm. to look a certain way. It's supposed to that guard is supposed to go perfectly over your nose, right. and it's like off to the side, kind no. of covering his eyes. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just fucked uh, up. <sighs> so. Yeah, basically, do we want to talk about? It, the there's plot no reason to recap. No, 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 no. I'm just gonna, in, a, in a reasonable amount of time. Ray Liotta is an evil wizard. Mm-hmm. He's the uh, magi, yes. ma- magus, magus. That's magus. what they kept calling him. Right. He's the magus to the prince, which is Matthew Lillard. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's what they established. Yeah, yeah. And then the sort of no, the well, the king banished him. Well, I mean, he's not a prince, but he's like successor to the he's, throne. Yeah, he's a duke. Yeah, he's a duke. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. well, he's, he's the just, next. Yeah, he's the next family me- member in line to the right. to the throne. Uh huh. He's also a douche. Yes. So <laughs> he, he just Matthew Lillard's yeah. it up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's he's, he's in Matthew what he was Lillard mode. Yeah. Except with a British accent, because yeah, it's, sometimes it's, sometimes it's old world. <laughs> yeah. So he is the evil wizard. You know, working for next in line to the throne. They have this plot that. They're going to kill, the kill the king, basically, and... Take over the kingdom. Yeah, take over the kingdom. And, Rule the world. And he's doing this whole uh, side thing where he's, like, animating these orcs, but they're not. They're crew? Crew? Krug. 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 Yeah. With their rubber it, they're, monster They're basically dudes. doing the same orc thing that... Yes. They're basically orcs. Saruman yeah. did. Yes, yeah. exactly. And he's also sucking face with Levi Sobieski and, right. and draining her... Who is... Her, John Rhys-Davies is the powers. official Magus yes. to Burt Reynolds. And then right. Levi Sobieski, Sobieski, Sobieski is his daughter. 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 She's half midichlorian, and so... <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like stealing... No, don't... <laughs> you said the M word. Sorry. Ray Liotta is tricking her by yeah. saying that he's going to help her... Learn her powers, and because meanwhile, because dad's sucking. like keeping her in the castle, like you can't learn anything, I'm protecting you, right? Yeah, so he's sucking out like her good essence so that he can have all the magic, all, yeah. all the magics. She's the homeschooled religious girl that <laughs> yeah. goes into porn, basically. right? <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> sure, and that's how he treats her, exactly. And then for a while, side plot to that is Jason Satham plays his character Farmer. Literally is just a farmer, a turnip farmer. Yeah. The most yes. exciting career. His wife is Claire Forlani. They've got a little kid, um, and then Ron Perlman shows up, and he's kind of his buddy, dad buddy. figure. Sure, I mean, yes. he was he was a he was an orphan, but he was raised by the entire village. But Ron Perlman was it kind of like the, the most father. He was the one who him. found him and yeah. brought him to the village to be right. raised. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's that whole. This is like a whole by side Hillary plot to that, and then the the Krug, whatever they are, show up, and then. Start murdering the village because this is Ray Liotta's plan to slowly start wiping out mm-hmm. villages along the way. So of course they attack his village, uh, kill his son. We think he, they kill his wife, you know. So and then like villages burned and well, yeah. Well, they get in the battle and and at first they attack Statham at his house, right? And right. he kills a bunch of them, saves Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman's house burns down and. That's right. That's and right. then they go yeah, to the town even, because yeah, his wife has gone to the town mm-hmm. with the kid where her parents live. Right. Right. Good so idea. he gets there. 
<laughs> yeah, but the thing is, he gets there and ends up fighting. Ray Liotta is controlling, like, the generals or whatever of the Krugs. Mm-hmm. So they're always these mean-looking dudes with a cool-looking sword that are on the horses. And they're under control. And that's like, his, yeah, and he's seeing through their eyes. world. And he sees Jason <laughs> Seymour. VR, VR and, and, and he sees Statham, and he's like, this guy's different. I don't know. You know, and can't he's, got, the, and he's then got the touch. You can't Statham, see into him. Yeah, immediately kills that thing, and the dude's like, wow, this one's got some spirit. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's got spunk. And then figures out, okay... <laughs> He's going to try and save this kid and this family, so of course he goes there and kills the two parents, mm-hmm. and then Statham comes, saves the kid just before they're about to kill him, and runs off. So of course, what does Leota do? Chases down the kid to murder him, right? Because you know the one guy who actually seems to know what he's doing. It's always a good idea to give him a reason to come after you, mm-hmm. sure, and yeah. piss him off, right? So. Ray Liotta, That's exactly what Ray Liotta does. His evil they, wizard he, character is not the smartest guy. No, his plans no. seem to be by power. dumb. I mean, it's just he seems to have ample opportunity to kill the king and never really takes advantage of that. And then the plot just becomes poison the king's fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, he can I mean, magic really, himself into and out of yeah. any room in the castle. So yeah. yeah. So the basic plot of the movie is is now kid's dead wife is kidnapped he he's not sure she may be yeah, dead, we don't but find out until way later yeah that we, she's been she may be kidnapped she was in this bell tower that burned down so all he sees is burning tower right he's not sure she's dead or they didn't taken find by a body them. but if he, he finds out that these things that don't normally take prisoners are taking prisoners right. so he's like well maybe she's alive maybe she's with them so, so it becomes chase up. them down with it ron perlman fantasy and, road trip yeah yeah with ron perlman and bastion his brother-in-law it's not my right. fantasy road trip <laughs> yeah no so that's them it's them running through the forest through over the mountains through the woods Grandma's to the Krug's house. house they go. Right. Mm-hmm. To eat my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wrong movie. Yeah. Speaking of grandmas, the grandma, when the little kid shows up, goes on for several minutes about, oh, you look delicious, dear. Oh, Why yeah. don't you get in the oven? Yeah. It, that's it's warm and toasty in they there. They didn't have a wide range of humor back then. It was just all kids in ovens. That, no, that's, Uwe Boll doesn't have a range of humor. Well, yeah, it's, it's, the, just, it's, it's Brothers Grimm thing. It's, yeah. 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 Hansel und Gretel. Right. But then, like, going through the woods, they meet up with the, the Cirque du Soleil elves who... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's where Terminator Chick yeah, shows up. Yeah, is leader oh. of the wood the nymphs. <laughs> I don't know. The splayed elves. <laughs> and keep in mind, this is about the an elf, hour into the yeah, movie, The elf du Soleil. Already. Yeah. The elf du Soleil. <laughs> I mean, that's how long everything takes. Yeah. Because yeah. well, they the, establish him at the farm for a long time. Yeah. And well, they, they command vines because they kind of do the evil dead thing. They can grab people up with vines mm-hmm. that they sort of command slash throw. And then mm-hmm. they bounce all around on vines through the trees yeah. and swing for, you know, 500 yards on one vine. Yeah, and they, they don't really swing. The swing they just move yeah. through the woods. There's no arc right, of right. swinging. No. It's, it's the they're special. Just terrible yeah. effects. Yes. So that's all it is. So there's terrible the, effects. There's yeah, that's, that's set up slightly that's the whole you know, movie. Like, terrible effects. The they're movie. like, hey, get out of our woods. We don't want your man wars in our woods. Yeah, get out of here. And then they're like, okay, well, we'll just leave. And they're yeah, like, good. Statham's like, all right, that's good. what we were trying yeah. to do. Right. We were just going through. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. So all they right. leave. And that's just set up for later because they'll need help. I mean, yeah, Lily Sobieski at some point finds out Ray Liotta's a douchebag, kicks him out, and then is like, I, I got to help. You know, I helped, yeah. you know, give him some power. So she dons armor. Mm-hmm. That's like, way later in the yeah, movie. Yeah. I know. I'm just way. I'm trying to speed through the yeah, plot yeah. a little bit. Right. I mean, she her basic thing is like she eventually finds out he's an asshole. Don's armor and is like, I'm going to go help. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. riding through the woods and meets the the wood nymphs or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Help her later they, on, there's but. a there's a very small undercurrent through this movie of women not allowed to do anything and men are dumb. And so because it's voiced by Terminator chick and Lily Sobieski mm-hmm. and they so mm-hmm. they bond over that basically, right. which is just like 
girl power. power. Yeah. So, but at, in the meantime, Statham is caught up to the. Um, he's found out his wife is alive. Caught mm-hmm. up to them. Uh, they have a little battle, and then his brother-in-law Bastion and uh, Ron Perlman get ca- kidnapped. Mm-hmm. by them and he gets knocked out or hung up like he's about to die and yeah. Ray Liotta's talking to him through the thing again right taunting him yeah and Which, then he yeah of course now he knows like oh this guy is now directly responsible for controlling these guys so now mm-hmm. not only has he pissed him off he's got a person to go after mm-hmm. and so like he gets away and well, yeah he like kicks him in the head while he's about to swing the sword at right. him and then Jason Statham moves yeah, yeah. Like, somehow kicks the sword into the rope that's holding him up as well as kicking it into cutting right. beheading the monster right. thing and pretty yeah. smooth and this he heads a lot of those monster th- things this is all going around movie. random battles too yeah. like the, the the king there are at least three gigantic battle scenes yeah the, the first one is the big one in the woods yeah right i mean that, that is that the one where the king goes when he probably shouldn't have yeah yeah well, like ray leota like tries what to poison is, him yeah, yeah what happens is both both matthew lillard and burt reynolds eat food that's poisoned mm-hmm. and so but matthew lillard gets the antidote from from ray, ray Liotta. Liotta because right. they're working matthew lillard them. told him to speed up the plan he was right. too bored waiting around <laughs> right. so yeah too bored sitting around drinking and yeah. fucking hookers yeah, yeah. it's terrible pretty much john reese davies just cures burt reynolds basically so yeah. enough to get on a horse not to yeah. really not really like you're free of poison yeah, but yes. matthew lillard's just like hey i'm good because yeah. i took that stuff and so he leads one army and they have a, a cross-cutting yeah. thing where yeah. it's Lots Where of speeches. Dude from Cabin in the Woods giving a speech to all the people about oh, how we're going to defend in the name of the king. And, yeah. you know, Matthew Lord's like, I'm your king now. The captain that's talking to those other guys poisoned him. So yeah. everybody's going to kill you. We need to kill them because they're traitors. And- yeah. So they, they like go off into the woods for whatever reason. Like the worst place, like tactically to have a battle that yeah. they go and like stand off in the woods and have yeah, a battle. Especially for the fact that they say that the Krugs have no archers. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's like just negate all of our advantage, the bonus yeah. that we have having archers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, plus they're like, like fighting in the middle of a forest. Well, they, they, he actually says the line like, "We're a place without a keep or any kind of fortress that we could defend from," and they're standing in front of the fucking castle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe what? the castle isn't a, a defendable castle. Who knows? I don't know. But anyway, it doesn't I think by definition. Uh, yeah, <laughs> all this serves is now now the little maybe it's uh, maybe it's made of. <laughs> Wood. Paper mache. <laughs> Maybe it's made it's of computer-generated graphics. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's probably more It's accurate. a bread that's, that's, castle. Yeah. That yeah. was going to be a lot of render bread. Yeah, yeah. for that long. Yeah. But anyway, so all this serves as the little triumvirate uh, that Jason Statham had is now broken up because his two buddies are now captured. Mm-hmm. And then, out of nowhere, like he's laying there kind of dying on the beach, off, almost almost being hung and hanged. Hanged. Yeah. Hanged. Yes. Hunged. He, well, he's probably hung, too. But. Hanged. <laughs> Oh. Uh, oh. Well, um, oh. Uh, wait. What? You have insight? No, no, no. <laughs> no I was going to say John Reese Davies is. Uh, Do you know about his crank? No, his Statham yeah. sense went off, and oh, that's right. So he he, he yes, rode some, out to find yeah. yeah. Which he, he rode a horse instead yeah, he, of magicking. He, yeah, himself. I was going to say he rides a horse and walks places, but he can turn he had, ethereal and yeah, just teleport somewhere himself. else. Yeah. But yeah. Like, maybe he cracks on a wall. Maybe he feels like it's more important sometimes yeah. to, maybe to actually make the journey. Maybe, maybe his, the, his magic bar has to refill. Right. Possibly the effects are too expensive to do too many times. Maybe. Right. Maybe. Anyway, Could he shows be. up, you know, saves Jason Statham, takes him back to the camp after like this decimating battle where like most of the army is now dead right. that they had in this woods. Right. Um, Matthew Lillard got away from that, but now Jason Statham is back at this decimated camp, and they do this whole thing. That, King got shot by an arrow, so now he's dying. And then he's like, "Oh, by the way, Jason Statham, you're his long lost son. Mm. Ah, he was an orphan, huh? Surprise, surprise. Yeah. 
Yeah. What's funny is it's been yeah. telegraphed the whole movie. Sure. Yet it well, takes sure. them. A, it feels like twenty minutes to just get around to fucking saying it. Yeah. Right. So anyway, Burt Reynolds dies. They <gasps> bond before that happens. Mm-hmm. You've got to be the king. Blah blah blah. Right. Hey, you got to be the king. This is now where Lily Sobieski now has ridden into the woods, bonded with the uh, mm-hmm. you know the elf to Soleil people, and uh, <laughs> just about that time, Matthew Lillard and his like people are riding through the woods. And the elf people basically kill all of them except for him. Right. She rides back into camp like, hey, I caught him. Ta-da. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you are one of us now. Yeah. 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 You're not so bad. And then um, Cabin in the Woods mm-hmm. decides to duel Matthew Lillard. Right. Yeah. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. And judicial system. <laughs> kills him eventually. <laughs> yeah. 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 They have a little sword. Well, fight. because well, yeah, he gets him in a duel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to fight almost to the death but then like some dude comes running out the king is dead and and matthew lillard's like i'm your king now you cannot kill the king and he's like and you know brian white's like oh fuck so and and then john reese davies comes out and says well no he you know here's jason statham he's the king and (laughs) well the thing is he doesn't say that he's jason statham before yeah kevin the wiz guy just cuts matthew lillard's throat he says that that matthew lillard murdered the king right Mm -hmm. and brian white's like "Mm, oh that's right yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, that's right and And that's when he says here's your new king (laughs) farmer yeah well he says the king's lost son yeah jason statham and everyone's like okay cool yeah oh sweet (laughs) Sweet. we like that guy yeah that guy's neat in spite of this jason statham never changes out of the rags that he's wearing yeah he keeps wearing the potato sack the entire movie. yeah everyone kneels down to him he's like sack get up (laughs) i'm sorry everybody get get up up. yeah get up come on stop it fucking farmer yeah so but then then promptly leaves Mm -hmm. well yeah because his idea now is like okay now i i i you know i know i want to get my wife but at the same time we need to kill ray liotta so he puts together his new band of merry men. He's got John Reese Davies goes with him. His daughter goes with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, is it, oh, Lily the, oh, Sobieski. The, no, yeah, well, Lily Sobieski, John oh, Reese Davies' daughter, and then and the, the elf wood, prime. Yeah, yeah, the wolf, yeah, the elf lady, wood elf, nymph, elf prime. <laughs> <laughs> yes, elf prime. They right. all go running off to go. They go to over. Snowland. I mean, the, the the geography of this world is strange because there is no geography to this world. It's all computers. Well, mm-hmm. I know, but it's like daylight and snowing where Jason Statham is, and it's, it's dark and raining wherever the rest of the battle is it going doesn't on. Matter. It's, well, yeah. I think he magic up Bowl that cloud, shows. which I don't understand why yeah. he would do that, but to make it tougher he to can. fight for the sure. good guys, yeah. But they were on the top of the hill. I know, hill but it worked against them yeah. because the bad guys were climbing the stupid hill. Yeah. Well, that's the because mark. good is smarter than evil. Right. <laughs> good is dumb. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, these two side things are now going on. The yeah. the generals, including Brian White, are now going you know, to fight this last battle to hold off the Krug people mm-hmm. while Jason Statham is trying to basically sneak into Ray Lewis. You know, air, you know, area. There. Mordor. Yeah, yeah Mordor. man, they do a weird-ass, goofy thing to get him across this... <sighs> cavern or whatever dude. yeah oh well john reese davies goes hey let me go try to talk some sense into him so he magics Oof. himself through yeah, the, through like, the, the that's uh, not gonna work dude but it probably not have fun with that yeah, yeah. enjoy that like, well maybe i'll distract him yeah. <laughs> and, and then elf prime basically does this lasso move with a rock and throws the rock like over the goddamn mile, grand canyon <laughs> a mile yeah yeah, yeah. And then do this weird and it, swinging and it thing. Lands perfectly not, into like yeah. these little yeah. rock, you know. Hey, elves are bad. One does not simply yeah. swing into Mordor. <laughs> well, they do. Yeah. Because their plan is like... Mostly. Literally, like, Lily Sobieski is holding... I, I just have to explain this. Like, Lily Sobieski is holding the rope. <laughs> we need to put and the, then, a video of that up. And then somehow. Jason Statham and Elf Prime Lady go <laughs> running at the rope, dive off the side. And then the plan is like, she's really just ballast. Because, right. she like... She swoops off. She swoops off. And then, like, that sends him swinging like a, you know, like a... 
I don't know. <laughs> and she she Catapults flies like a sure. hundred yeah. thousand yeah. feet and lands on a rock fine. And so does yeah. So does yeah, Jason Statham. He just Statham. grabs the mountainside and starts yeah. climbing. But this is not the first time we've had someone oh, slingshot fuck, yeah. it. I forgot about that during the battle. Yeah. Oh, please, oh, I don't, I don't no, this it. has to be mentioned because mm-hmm. this was. This was the when the movie this when was the showing this was when has no fucking idea what physics are. Well, I mean, no, but the thing is, no, the, no the movie had honestly been played pretty seriously up until that battle. In I the would woods. say hundred percent seriously. Yeah, yeah, and like the fight scenes are serviceable. Mm-hmm. They're not good, but they're not. You can't tell what they're going not on, atrocious. But, yeah. Well, no, but like some of them during the daytime, it's not. Yeah, they're okay. Too bad, but what they do is suddenly there's groups of Krugs. And they have literally a slingshot between two trees, mm-hmm. and they pull one guy back, let him go, and the camera follows just behind him as he barrels through a group, Straight. like you waving know, his arms and legs, six like standing up vertically, off the ground. but just waving his arms and legs as guys <laughs> yeah. fly he, away either he side. He flies like 300 feet. Yeah. And then he smashes into a tree. Right. Mm-hmm. And yep, then they yep, do that yep. again. Yeah. And then after they've... They start launching dudes yeah, in catapults. Yeah, they start launch... First they start launching dudes in catapults, and then when that's not getting the job done, they light dudes on fire in the catapults and launch them. Yep. And then their job essentially is just to touch <laughs> other touch people things. who then catch on fire. Yeah. So... Because all it, of their armor is apparently petroleum-based. Right, exactly. Right. Goofiness. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's... Those are the only times it's goofy, too. Well, and there's that weird shot where Statham jumps up in the air and starts running across shoulders. Oh, that's right. He runs shoulders, across people's heads. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, it's, pretty awesome. like it's crouching tiger-hidden dragon all of a sudden. <laughs> yes. Ah, well, then, just weird and out of nowhere. And the ninjas do that, too. They do that, like, you know, all you have to do is just touch the tree with your foot, right. and you can fly back Yeah, off. you jump up, touch the tree with the foot, and then you're up yeah. in the air just... You know, it's just weird yeah, because, like, for the most part, this has been low rent Lord of the Rings, and then all of a sudden, there's like Ninja Turtle two physics, right? And then Crouching Tiger physics too. Yeah, it's, it's it's bizarre, odd all of a sudden. But so, anyway, Doctor back, back to this climax <laughs> thing. Doctor, yes. You know, now Statham has launched himself across the Grand Canyon, climbing <laughs> the rock face. Elf chick is now back with Lily Sobieski yes, on, on the, the on the other side. Who knows how? Don't know how that happened, it's but it's just magic. So he he climbs in, <laughs> sneaks in, Ray Liotta well, sense immediately goes off and goes, "He's here." Yeah, well Ray Liotta's already killed John Reese Davies by cuz they, they do had, their magic they sword, they, magic sword they, fight. They do have I did like the magic sword fight. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of cool. Pretty dumb, and but pretty sweet. Uh, it's basically Star Wars. It's Darth Vader versus Obi-Wan, but yeah, they're both but just they're standing, standing there with their arms behind their backs. They're just they're just staring at each other. And the swords, swords, swords are clanging together. <laughs> it's kind of like a wizard duel. You sure, know? absolutely. I like it. Sure, yeah, it's fine. They had to feel so stupid filming that, though. I yeah, because really, they really all they did is yeah, just stand there and, staring at each other. They for, probably stood there in a green room, yeah, staring at yeah, each other for yeah. twenty minutes. Sure. Yeah, but then like Ray Liotta is basically trying to lead Jason Statham to him. Like he's in his head, like going this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Meanwhile, Bastion is like escaped out of his bonds, met up with this chick that. Previously didn't show up in the whole rest of the movie. Just no, in hour number two, yeah. she shows up yeah. like in the cart next to them as like, they're being hey, transported to Temple of Doom. I land. guarantee that stuff is director's cut stuff. Probably. Hey, I want to speak. But then again, this is Uwe Boll, so you never know. You but know. like that served no purpose, no. so that's why it had to be director's cut. She's like, hey, cut. I'm blonde. Crap. My parents are dead, too. Let's yeah, see. hey. Parents are dead. He's like, he's like, hey, <laughs> we then, got something in common. And then Orphan then, power. Then the weird thing is like during this escape, Ron Perlman gets killed. And like no one really kind of mm-hmm. cares. Like he was Jason Statham's original father figure kind of guy. Well, the movie he, doesn't even care. He no, doesn't he even get dies. final words. Yeah. Nothing he to say. He's still like, oh, he dies. died. Yeah. Oh, okay. And like no one's told. Yep. No one ever finds out. Yep. No one ever brings it, just, it up. Like Bastion was there and like, oh, yeah. Godspeed, brother. Right. And then like leaves. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But anyway. So. Well, John Reese davies gets, John Reese-Davies gets killed. Mm-hmm. Um, magic through sword magic stabbed. sword through the heart. <laughs> right. And Lily Sobieski like 
warps over. Like phase walks mm-hmm. into the into the same room. Yep. And uh, he gives her the, the power, remainder of the his rest power. Of, the rest of his juice. <laughs> gives her yeah. the dubstep. Yes. The sick drop. Yes. Yeah, yeah, drop. There is an awesome <laughs> drop right then. Yeah, because the whole room, like, filthy drop. like, it yeah. actually kind of vibrates and, yeah. like, <laughs> drops, literally. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Filthy drop. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, you know, Ray Liotta's in Jason Statham's head, like, this way, this way, this way. Me. Meanwhile, he's now separated out Claire Forlani mm-hmm. from the pack of the rest of the slaves. And because knows, she's got a yeah, baby in her. He can sense, <laughs> you know, farmer on him, on her or whatever, in her. In her. <laughs> yes, he keeps saying, I sense farmer in, in you. Yeah. yeah. Like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, so he's got her, like, just chilling in his room. Yeah. And then so Jason Statham busts in and... In the library. Yeah, it's, the wizard library. It's just weird. Like it, it becomes this weird slash like magic slash sword fight. Well, thing. first they sword fight a little bit, and then um, Ray Liotta Ray just like, starts shooting magic at him. Yeah, he's well, like, he, fuck it, it's magic time. Yeah, he, well, he <laughs> right. ties him up with books at one point. Like he has all the books <laughs> in the library come out. Tornado, yeah, tornado of tornado of books, and yeah. then pins him down in, in the a, air with books in a book binding. Right. Yes, and then it's like. I'm going to launch fire at you into the books, and then Lee Lee no, he's runs launch, in. he launches lightning, and she comes back with fire. Okay. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, they have the, the quick colored magic duel. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that drains her. Yeah. She's like, fuck, I'm spent. She's like, oh, jeez. But, yeah, so, I mean, magic go so back hard. to fighting, and it's really it, well, doing no, lots they of weird looks. When they, when they shoot at each other, that's when Claire Forlani oh, grabs the yeah. sword, because he's yeah. like, who will you avenge? You, yeah. Yeah. Is this father and mother-in-law, or is this revenge of the son? But there's lots of there's lots of weird uh, on-set wire work for Ray Liotta. He's 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 like posing and flying through the air and falling back straight as a board and just making odd faces. The faces he makes when the swords come near his face are amazing. Yeah, priceless. Yeah, it's good stuff. I think he was actually scared. Probably, yeah. yeah and he does like the fallback trampoline thing where he, oh, like, he that, dodges that one onto his back. fucking awesome. Because he falls onto his back doing the nesty plunge and lands on the ground and, and then, then bounces just bounces up. 50 feet in the air just hovering there like, you know, Space Jesus or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, this is not a Ron Moore production. I, I'm just, you know, as crazy dumb as the end of this movie is. I'm, yeah. it's, Space it's, Jesus flies for It's pretty you, badass sense. that someone actually wrote down on a piece of paper. Then he bounces off the floor. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Claire Forlani stabs him. Which yeah, is like the this least, is the revenge of the mother. Yeah, it's stab. like the one person we didn't think was going to kill him. It's right, like we're yeah. like, well, does Lily Sobieski kill him for being no, uh, doing all her thing, being all rapey? Yeah, but that yeah. doesn't do it because then Jason Statham's got to get his his weird ass ninja Sword slice. I don't. Yeah, it does a slice. Cool guys don't look, look at explosions. Him. Yeah, no. <laughs> which well, opens a little tiny slit on Ray Liotta's neck, and apparently that means well, death. We didn't. So. I mean. I mean, they didn't I linger on it. I, I, actually, I actually thought it was going to be the whole head slide thing. Yes, you know? that yeah, didn't but didn't have the budget. It's PG thirteen originally. He didn't want to do anything important. Wasn't going to have gore in it because yeah. okay. there's it's it's a lot of just guy slashing at another dude. Yeah, I mean, hits as, him in the midsection and then dude falls over. Yeah, I mean, as much stuff. battle stuff as there in this movie, there's like no blood on anything. The people Not don't much. have blood on them. the swords. Okay. Don't have blood on them. Nothing. Yeah, then the most Only of the most of the bad guys kind of explode in like this black mist. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, the ones yeah. that he yeah, actually the super bad CGI yeah. goo to show they're not real, yeah, sure or something. Uh, I don't know. All right, I but think yeah. that's pretty record time for talking about the three-hour movie. Let's uh, let's rate this. Yeah, ten minutes per hour. Pretty good. Move yeah, on. I'm going two bags. Okay, because it's so long, and it's the, the big issue is all the stuff that you kind of want. Even Ray Liotta doesn't go all out 
insane until that very, very end. And it's mostly just the faces he's making when he's getting yeah, he sword a, swung at him. He needs a turbulent speech. He do- yeah, yeah and- he doesn't have any crazy speeches. He does have a couple moments of just like sheer giddiness on his face. Yeah, where he does the, the Ray Liotta <laughs> yeah. bad guy laugh yeah. type thing. And they have, but- he has some pretty awesome jackets, but I you oh, know, give that to, to the costumer. His yeah, wardrobe the costumer is fantastic. pretty awesome for him. Costumer, I but probably was costumer like, gets a jocks. I'm yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to give that, so okay. set that off to the side for the costumer. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. And it, the movie doesn't get it, just oh, the costumer. All right. Yeah. yeah, it's just, everything about it is generic. The music is, the costumes, the setting, all of it is just nothing that you haven't seen before. It's just done poorly. Yeah, well, they ripped off the whole, like, the whole scope of the world and the feel yeah. of the world and the music it's like watching two Lord towers because yeah. like the the battle that the humans have with the krugs at the end is exactly like helm's deep and it's Pretty filmed much. in that super dark high oh. contrast you can't tell what the hell's going on almost look and yeah it's just ugh. except ugh. not nearly as good yeah and it just I, I just felt sorry for everybody in it you know you just you really like ray liotta you're like you're in fucking good fellas dude what the shit are you doing here I mean, even turbulence. I didn't feel like that during turbulence. Nah, he was going because turbulence Oscar was because yeah, because he was just having fun. In, like he doesn't even seem like he's having fun in this. No, and really nobody does except for the wirework scenes. I think he was having fun with those. Maybe I don't know, but and Uyvall just he doesn't know how to end scenes. It's yeah. one thing we realize, and or this happens them, really throughout a three-hour movie when you have to end a scene and things just fade awkwardly or just end on the wrong phrase that someone says it's I just weird i think though that might be a flaw of the director's cut i can't necessarily say that i don't, I don't know think, I, no, I, I don't think no. so because i think what happens is he it just films too often i think he's one of those guys who films and just figures they'll fix it in the editing room maybe and then they get there and they're like well we don't know what the fuck to do with this yeah and so you get weird transitions or people just ending on a weird note right and it happens all throughout and it just piles up and someone like me who can actually you know who like looks at films analytically that way it drives me insane to right. watch this keep happening over and over and over and over yeah yeah it, so it's, yeah it's two bags i mean it's not the worst we've seen but yeah. it's not there's very little to recommend especially in a three-hour movie basically it, that's the really weird thing about Uwe Boll is it's like he's not wholly untalented i mean like the guy can point a camera and frame a shot decently enough I mean, I'm not saying like he's good at it, but he's passable for a B-movie director. Yeah, but I think director. you do something enough times, you figure out what works. Yeah, but I mean, kind like, of. he kind of makes things look okay, and then they just end abruptly. And and then there's like, that's not necessarily resolved, or, you know, it's just like, he, technically, he's a decent filmmaker. Story-wise, he's a terrible filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. he's, it's like a, he's like a cook at an Applebee's. I mean, you can... <laughs> All right, they can make a meal that's not terrible. You know, they've done it a bunch of times. They do the same thing. You can put together food. You can cook food that won't kill people most of the time. But okay, they don't really have any talent. I mean, they honestly, don't have any that is the best analogy I've ever heard for him. Honestly, yeah. it's yeah, like can, that is so spot on. He can go through. He he understands the, the mechanics of okay. making yeah. a movie. I'm just yeah. saying, like but at times he, he actually make decent nachos. But, but you know, well, I mean, give give him give him a real kitchen and fresh ingredients, and he'll go. He'll make you the exact same thing that he would have made at Applebee's. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he doesn't know how to do anything but process 
this chicken breast into this chicken breast yeah. with a few slices of a few cubes of tomato on top. But it's strange. That's all me, he's going to give. It's you. strange to me because like at times he shows promise of like actually putting together a good scene, and then he'll run it in some way. Mm-hmm. That's what's that's what's the weirdest thing about. It. Well, yeah, like, sometimes you get a pretty damn good <laughs> meal yeah, at Applebee's. Sure, I guess. No, you don't. No, eh, no, you, you never do. get a good meal. At you get passable. Okay, whatever. But I mean, that's, that's you just, get a meal without food poisoning at Applebee's. That's, that's good. What you that's, get. that's a good meal for Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, fine. That's what I'm saying. It's like every once in a while, it's like he shows this spark of promise, and then it just like he'll run it with a terrible transition or something goofy, like the slingshot thing. Or yeah. it's just like every once in a while, it's like oh, that actually looks pretty good and oh, filmed hey, kind of right. This is actually tender. It's yeah. not overcooked. Right. But overall, though, I have to yeah. give my actual rating for the movie. Um, I would sum this up as the Surf of the Rings. Like in these in the the noble titles, this is like the worst possible things you could you could do. Like it's so it's such a terrible ripoff of Lord of the Rings, and and it's like Uwe Boll is stuck making video game movies because this had nothing to do with Dungeon Siege whatsoever. No. You know, nope. there was no reason to tack it that. Was, on. There's it probably was, some names and stuff. Like some nerd will point it out. Maybe yeah. that there's maybe. Maybe, but there's please, names. Please it's don't just point an excuse out, to make for him to make a fantasy <laughs> we do, we movie. Don't That's care. all it yeah. is. I mean, Far Cry had nothing to do with Far Cry. No, nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean, it's just. I don't know why he keeps tacking these on. Like that's his thing. Like I'm video game movie maker. I think he just bought a bunch of cheap rights. Sure, yeah, it was I, just, I got the rights to this. selling them. Based but you know, what's on... e- you know what's even cheaper? Just coming up with an original fucking story well, sure, with an original name. Yeah, but, yeah, but you think? You but know, he's thinking that he's going to draw a few people in. Oh, Dungeon Siege. Yeah. I played but that. Dungeon August Siege. I mean, I don't know. That was not a popular game. I mean, well, obviously, like, it didn't work. It didn't yeah. make any yeah, money. No, I, but... I know. It's just like I said. It, it seems like he's also proved that he's. I mean, batshit crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's. Not exactly the best businessman, I don't think. I don't, sure. I don't know. But anyway, so on to actual exactly rating. Smart. Yeah. Based on the fact that we watched a three-hour movie, um, I feel it necessary to give it a three-bag. <laughs> Amen. That's um, where I'm at. Because like, if it had been shorter, it might go higher, but making something <laughs> yeah. that long... Yeah. That's, it's it's, just, it's what makes it painful. I'm going to concur. You guys had to stop in the middle just to take a break. We're like, all right, this is a good enough point. We're taking yeah. a break just because this is killing us. I didn't want to come back in. Like after that break, I just I, I was like, I, another another hour and fifteen minutes of this, and I'm going to die. <laughs> maybe not. The only like the only oh, maybe no. just go brain dead. The only little bits of joy I That's may have had thing. in this actually were probably came at the hands of Matthew Lillard. Just like he turned act, out better than we thought. He was acting be. differently than everybody else in the movie, like not good. Just he was enough different than everyone else in the movie. How they were, he acting. was at, like everybody else was phoning it in. Yeah, and Matthew Lillard was having trying. fun with it. Sure, trying. Like I'm yeah. making a stupid fucking movie, and I'm going to act stupid. But like his little touches, like when he's taking off his armor, and throwing, he's it at that throwing dude. his gauntlets at the dude, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah, like takes his true. time, like like almost like he had trouble unbuckling yeah. whatever. Yeah, but he's still like well, he's speechifying used, while yeah. he's doing it. Well, and there's one time when somebody turns their back on him and he just gives a yeah. face yeah. at him, <laughs> but yeah, just before the that, camera, that delay for the second gauntlet, and then still just kind of eh, at the guy. That was funny, and then yeah. crazy Ray Liotta face at the end was right. yeah. probably keeping it out in four or five back territory. Okay, Chuck. Um. Real quick, and I don't want to take any shit on this. I am just going to state for the record, I have not seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So, whoa. Keeping that in mind. (laughs) You got 14 hours to set aside, Chuck? I do. Um, I'm giving this film a single jocks. Okay. It is the lowest of recommendations I could give it, obviously. (laughs) I, you hear so much terrible stuff about this dude that he just makes shit. And so far in the two examples we've watched, they have not been 
the worst movies of all time. They they are like the the Applebee's analogy is is dead on. They are they're competent motion pictures for the most part. There's some some rampant stupidity in there that someone came up with a bad idea and they tried to execute it and it didn't work. But I I can appreciate movies that cram in a bunch of famous people because I like I like that first 45 minutes of, hey, it's that guy. Hey, it's Mm -hmm. hey, I I like that. I think the 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 action choreography for the most part was well done. I think all of Jason Statham stuff looked convincing enough. Yeah. uh, Almost to the point where I was getting a little worried about some people taking hits. Um, you know, it's, it is not a good movie. I have a feeling the non-director's cut is probably a better film because it's about 40 minutes shorter. Sure of it. I mean, I can't, I can't hate it. It's 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 very long, but I wasn't like excruciating. I wasn't out of my mind bored or anything. I, see, but I I, I, I kind of was because I mean, yeah, like me too. Far Cry had similar feels. I don't maybe it was the length of the movie, but I didn't feel those like fuck. What the? Why did you end the scene like that constantly? Yeah, like yeah, everything. The, the transitions did. here were bad. They were. Bad. I mean, there are some bad things in this film. However, I think overall, maybe if you go with the shorter version, yeah, you're still going to get the fun of 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 a bunch of actors slumming it in a mm-hmm. bad movie. Sure. But you know, like Far Cry had moments. Like there were funny things in Far Cry. Yeah, like, I did, oh, and I'm pretty sure I gave Far Cry a much higher rating than yeah. one. So yeah. yeah, well, to me, it's weird. Like he's kind of like this weird opposite twin of Albert Pune to me because Albert Pune's ideas I like, execution I hate. Yeah, this guy, his i his oh, ideas. They collaborated. Yeah, but his ideas are worthless. Uwe Bowles, but his execution is Confident. okay. Yeah, you know, it's it's weird that there's this. Because I, you know, I always hear people talking about how much they love Albert Pune and the movies we've done. I right. can't stand any of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and Bowles, I'm just like they're not the worst thing I've ever seen, but they're not recommendable either. Yeah. But it's and like it's like weird really... that I I dislike them in completely opposite yeah. ways. Albert Pune is like the guy that gets fired from the Applebee's because you can't even hack that. Right. <laughs> right. He has he, he has, has some brand crazy idea, idea no, to no, make yeah, the best chicken yeah. breast ever. He decides like, no, he's dude, gonna yeah here. he decides he's gonna make the nachos with jalapeno jelly or something. And they're like <laughs> yeah. no get the fuck out of here with jalapeno Applebee's, jelly man. and truffle oil. <laughs> yeah. And, now, but he just turns into mess. But, but it tastes like shit. Right. You know. I do think probably we've watched two of his better movies in terms i mean like, i don't know this one's got Louis a pretty Ball? bad rep dude huh yeah. Oh. yeah like far cry people have said is probably the cream of his crop okay which well, is why we got a different impression of him i think if we watch like one, postal i oh, our, sure, sure. our opinions yeah, or would like change alone in the dark or well, no, no, i mean his his non-video game ones are, are like rampage is supposed to be one of his good ones right like that's actually supposed to be almost a good movie right um, and I think he's got another one um, from way earlier in his career that's actually supposed to. Yeah, be he did a couple of war movies that were supposed to yeah. be okay. So, but you know, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Chuck's the only one who can recommend it, and that's barely, barely, <laughs> barely. <laughs> don't run out to your local video store. And for which God's is no longer sake, there. if you are going to watch this, don't do the director's cut. No, no, no get the shorter version. <laughs> Even though the director's cut is the only one on Blu-ray, I think the shorter version is on DVD. Netflix. Just oh, it is. The, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Just watch that. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Why didn't we Maybe. watch that one? We were hoping for longer goodness. <laughs> yes, we wanted. That's what she said. We wanted all the greatness <laughs> that was there. Okay, right. Well, let's the take a cut. let's take a break, shall we? Yes. Okay. All right. We will be back with the second half of goodness.
Ryan, and welcome back. Hey, hey. Bamcast. Second half of the Bamcast. Hey. The email half. Mm-hmm. And a couple, t- couple of movies peppered in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good stuff. We saved all our emails from last week to yeah. get on. So, yeah. We'll, well, we, uh, got, we got one email. It's almost a month old now. So yeah. Sorry. We feel bad. But it's but a yeah. good one. We were saving them up because yeah. this is weird. Yeah. It's a holiday yeah. week. There's, there's special things going on behind the scenes that you don't know about. Ooh. Secret things. Now you know. Naughty things. Kind of. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's just hit some emails and then we'll talk bond and other stuff a little bit later okay but yeah we got uh this one's from scott this is almost a month old Hi, but scott. uh he says movie ideas he said what movies do you think would have been better if they had been made in a different genre also what movies would you like to see remade in a different genre just to see how they would turn out first thing that comes to mind is i would totally watch a bollywood remake of the room crash and burn listener scott from dallas okay bollywood um, remakes everything there's like a bollywood version of the killer Weird. Uh, <laughs> replete with terrible songs. Okay. <laughs> and it's like one of those like practically shot for shot remake things. Awesome. It's weird. Pretty cool. I think I could have fun with that. Yeah. Man. Yeah, Bollywood, they have fun with everything because everything becomes a dance off at some point. <laughs> right. So. Hell yeah. You know, yeah. so Bollywood the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> oh god, yes. That would be weird. Bollywood Fast Five. Fast Five. They're like yeah, dancing on the safe as it's going across <laughs> yeah. the... Yeah, being pulled by yeah. elephants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wow. I love it. Nitrous Chuck, elephants. here's $10 million. Go make, make that. it. Thank you. <laughs> no, but uh, movies in a different genre. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Remake them into a different genre. Yeah. He did send a, a second email that uh, listed a few examples, which I want to steal one or two. <laughs> okay. Okay, go Just for because... It. Um, where did he? Oh, yes. Yeah, so I think I think the funniest one is uh, Theodore Rex's black exploitation movie, which I argue it already is. Yeah, it's exploiting the hell or, out of Whoopi yeah, Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg did not want to make that movie. No, so. they exploited her name. Mm-hmm. Like we can't make this movie without you. We will. They sue still you. paid her though. Oh, sure. I mean, she got paid. She bought lots of boats with that movie, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. still, yeah, she didn't want to be in it. Uh, also, he says over the top as a sci-fi movie featuring robots boxing instead of arm wrestling. Which yeah, I think that was his own little joke. I believe I probably happened, don't need to point so, that out. No, but along those lines, I will say that westerns make very good sci-fi movies. Um, oh yeah, you you can update pretty much any western into a sci-fi movie. I like. think pretty much all of the westerns have been made into sci-fi movies. Yeah, well, I mean, there's so f- there's so few stories to tell in the west. Be- it, it's all basically just human conflict. So mm-hmm. you know, you just you just replace Wild West with space. vast amount of space and or alien planet. Yeah. You know, so I mean, like, you know, Battle Beyond the Stars, which is basically a remake of Magnificent Seven, which is basically a remake of, you know. Yeah, I was about to say, why don't we just remake Seven Samurai a couple more times? We haven't done that enough. Like Rango, (laughs) Three Amigos, Bugs Bugs Life. Life. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. No, but uh, remake, aha, remake Seven Samurai as a lifetime drama. Lifetime <laughs> channel drama. Starring Rob Lowe and yeah. Lindsay Lohan. Right. As no. the two samurai. No. Sure. Okay. No. <laughs> Throw Eric Roberts in there. Well, you, all right, yeah. I'm, I'm in now. <laughs> Rob Lowe is a gigolo. And, he, oh, right. and yeah. he's hired to go on a date, but she doesn't realize that he's actually a gigolo. And, yeah. See, we could do this. Yeah. And then the, there's three different versions of the date, and they're all told from different people's perspectives to solve the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Right. Come on. Yeah. In a way, I could see something like The Third Man being remade in the Old West. That that would be a good setting for that. Where you've got, you know, and a lot of noirs would probably work that way. Sure. Because there's a lot of the same structure. But, you know, like, 
you'd obviously have to condense the traveling of something like third man yeah. down, but I could see I something like that working as well as a Western. Cause I think a lot of things can go back to Westerns as well yeah. as Westerns being adapted into other forms in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Granted, I haven't seen this remake, so I'm probably talking out my ass, but I, the Tommy Lee Jones one, I, I would love to see the searchers remade into something different. Like that could be a great sci-fi movie. I know they tried to make it as a straight up Western movie that nobody oh, the saw. Missing. Yeah. The missing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But like the searchers is a, is a great story. That's unfortunately mired by bad sets and, Things of that nature, yeah, you know, just that age timeliness yeah. of it, yeah. Old Yeller is a horror film. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, Old Yeller's back. Yep, and he's pissed. Is that Cujo? Yeah, I think it kind of is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or that Ali Sheedy movie. Um, oh, what the oh, Rob short Wilder. circuit? No, oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. No, god damn it! <laughs> I want grim and gritty short circuit. Hmm. Yeah. Short circuit Actually, is like an action movie. I think or they've just, already talked about that happening. Like a like a sci fi suspense movie. Yeah. 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 Well, that's then that basically becomes like hardware or yeah. And then you can other. make a Terminator comedy. <laughs> just flip flop those genres. Make sure. a Terminator rom com. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's from the Two future. Two Terminator <laughs> and he's lonely. <laughs> he's on the. He's from the future and she's set to be terminated this summer. <laughs> you're yep. about to find out. <laughs> We are. We have just given the worst possible example. <laughs> Come ever. with us if you want to love super troop, <laughs> super troopers with the gritty action reboot. Oh yeah, yeah. Car chases, gunshots to the crotch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mustache rides. Sure. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Let's a Serbian on. film remade as a rom com. No. 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 Mm-mm. No. The Serbian film made, remade is anything. Oh God, my eyes! Let's talk how about, about how, about, how about a Serbian film unmade? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. unmake it. If I could just carve it. that part of my brain out that remembers uh, that movie, I'll help. All right, please. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. Turn my head into a canoe. This one is from Steve in Oklahoma City, uh, called "I Have the Tiger" prequel. Hmm. Hey guys, it's Steve in OKC again. I'll keep it short. First of all, I just wanted to say, love the Megaforce episode. I actually remember thinking of that movie when I got the mask cycle that turned into a helicopter. Oh, yeah. Makes me curious when we're going to get the inevitable mask movie, because nothing screams Hollywood blockbuster like a car that can fly just by flipping its doors open. Hell yeah. We got a mask movie, yeah. but it was Eric Stoltz and Cher, and it was sad. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on, we, wasn't got, we got that one with, with Jim Carrey. Dots. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Elephant Man made us a movie with Eric Stoltz and Sharon. It's a good remake. What fuck's going on over there? Have you lost your goddamn mind? No, that's from the mask. Oh, right. that mask. Yeah, the, the, the with Milo. The mask. I want an Elephant Man rom-com. Yes. All right. Next, he <laughs> <No>. says, <laughs> back to Steve. I'm still making my way through the older episodes when I reached Eye of the Tiger by our national treasure, Gary Busey. I love the idea of a prequel, so thanks to a long work shift, too much free time on my hands, and a profound lack of sleep, I took it upon myself to create a visual aid for your pitch in Photoshop. I thought Dwayne Johnson might be a bit out of the price range, but I think I was able to fill the former pro wrestler quota nicely. And what he sent us is a poster that has Jake Busey, Michael Jai White, and Steve Austin. It says, Nom was hell, but the home front was worse. Eye of the Tiger, challenge of our rival. And it's got... Yeah, we'll just have to post this, but indeed, Steve Austin is the face in the sky, as all good movie posters have. Sure, actually, all terrible movie posters have. And an explosion and a car flying out of it. Why not? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. 
saying we will post that. Um, he also said, also, here's a quick topic idea. Since mm-hmm. Hollywood's creativity is deader than the nuts of anyone foolish enough to face the Omega Cop, remakes are inevitable. Which movie you've watched do you think would make a decent or even good one? I used to always think a remake of The Wraith made sense, but now I'm scared someone would turn it into Twilight meets The Fast and the Furious. And the mere thought means I probably won't get much sleep tonight either. Hmm. Keep doing what you're doing, guys. It helps me get through these long shifts. Hmm. Steve out. Remakes, man. Well, I think, I mean, yeah. some of the ones I wanted are already happening. Like, supposedly, after a long period of time, the Logan's Run movie might be back into swing. That that movie is always sque- screamed remake to me because I, I love the story, but the look and feel of it is yeah, goofy it's these very days. Dated. Yeah. I mean, you could really point to any 70s sci fi. I mean, the, the, the stories are usually there, but it's they're hampered by the technology. Right. Yeah, I think there's an awesome movie in Q, The Winged Serpent. Yeah, yeah. I think under uh, with some money, Q could be something, and you know, less Michael Moriarty scatting. Yeah, God, I, let's <laughs> hope so. <laughs> Actually, no, I want more of it. <laughs> yeah, that's because you're a retard. Come on, you want Moriarty of it? Moriarty, more ERT. I think, I think Dead Heat could be pretty awesome. Oh, the zombie cop. Yeah. Yeah. Zombie yeah. cop. You, yeah, I could see good good things happening from that. Yes. What we'll do is we'll we'll get Michael Moriarty and Joe Piscopo busy making some other movies so that right. they can't touch so the good far away of, and <laughs> So we have to write some shitty movie, some bu- shitty buddy movie that they'll be in. Go we remake Q oh, and God. What kind of living nightmare would that be? <laughs> I don't know. Which which one of us has to keep them distracted? Which one of us has to go to the set and pretend like we're making <laughs> the shitty Michael Moriarty Joe Piscopo movie? Uh, we'll draw straws. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just, it. we'll just You'll rotate. Rig it. It'll be me, and everyone knows it'll be me. We'll rotate out. Sure, of yeah. course we will. And Chuck. I will make a fucking glorious movie yes, with those two in it. <laughs> That's our plan. I know their strengths. Joe Piscopo would drag. That's all I can say. Goldmine. Fuck. He's scary. <laughs> he looks like a weird he lady does. these days. So might as well go full Monty. Mm. No, not full Monty. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. Okay, no. the whole nine yards. I don't know. Uh, uh, split second could work too. Yeah, see, I think I, that could be. A lot I still of fun. like most of that movie. Really? Yeah. Mm. I, I don't see, know. That's dude. the weird thing is like I, those those movies of that time period. I still really like the look of. I like that '90s dark, rainy shit. You know, like where they were doing yeah. that. Like, I mean, not all the movies are good, but I really like the look of them from that time period. Like Split Second, Mimic. Uh, yeah, like there was Leviathan. The, yeah, Leviathan. I mean, oh. there's. I think there was the Relic was another one too, where it was like all in sewers and rainy and shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying these are good movies. I just like that look. I mean, yeah. then yeah, you know, obviously the bigger ones like Crow and Dark City and all the Alex Proyas movies. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Mm-hmm. There's probably still a good movie somewhere in the Guyver storyline. Maybe. You know, maybe. I mean, if it wasn't made like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, yeah, yeah, that was the big issue. Um, I, you know, I was, I was almost sort of interested that they were remaking Highlander. I'm not that interested if it ends up being true that they're going to cast Ryan Reynolds in that because mm. that is a bad choice, I think. Um, but I think a Highlander remake and then potentially carrying on that series as something that actually fucking makes sense is a good idea. If he wasn't like four foot tall, James McAvoy should play the Highlander. Just saying, someone like that, because that's that's the thing about Christopher Lambert yeah. in the in the beginning of that movie is he's unassuming and he becomes a badass. Yeah, and you need someone that can play that part. But I mean, James right. McAvoy's like four foot tall, so it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Oh God, when we even talked about when we were watching the episode mm-hmm. Last Chase. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a pretty all solid that movie's premises and its poster. <laughs> yeah, 
but <laughs> if they just made that that's movie, what you build off of <laughs> right yeah. look at this poster make that movie because they didn't <laughs> yeah and i mean it can be done pretty easily because you know post-apocalyptic is always mm-hmm. film in arizona find well, some wooded the, area that's <laughs> the problem though is like a lot of times when they take these uh low budget you know possibly semi-high concept movies they go too far with them like the death race remake or whatever you want to call it like mm-hmm. that was just over the top. They just need to remake that movie. Period. Mm-hmm. Like as it was, and yeah. it would have been I'll probably a lot. Well, that was idea. Paul W. S. Anderson. Who yeah, yeah, yeah. Never meant a bad decision he didn't make. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's anyway. He's okay. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Everything he did on Alien vs. Predator was the wrong decision. Everything. He I, did I don't on that. totally hate the guy, but yeah, I mean, he's got definitely more bad in him than good. I don't. He gets a lifetime pass for making Event Horizon. Okay, if you say so, Chuck. I I like the first Resident Evil, and I can tolerate the rest as like stupid turn off your brain popcorn movies. Mm-hmm. I, I actually think the first one is approaching a good movie. Like, there's almost a good movie there. Good movie. We yeah. are on approach. <laughs> Just, it's it's close, but then like, yeah, I mean the you know the first Alien AVP is not very good. Well, it's okay, because Prometheus re- rendered those two movies meaningless. They, they were didn't already happen. rendered meaningless. Yeah, yeah but I mean, just now, happened, in but... particular, they didn't happen, so yeah, gone. Sure. <laughs> God. Maybe. Oh, anyway. Totally mad to think about. Grr. Grr. Remaking Alien vs. Predator as a good movie. So, hey, let's talk about some movies we saw. We'll break up some of these emails. Sure thing. Shall we? All righty. Tell us it. about the Bond. Part Thunderball. four. Was this week? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Is Tom Jones here? No. I heard him. I mean, it yeah. wouldn't be unusual not, for him Not my show. favorite Bond theme song. I but love God, he sings the hell out of it, though. Yeah, that's what I love about about that theme, is he just sells mm-hmm. the fuck out of Thunderball. Yep. Oh, yeah. And the song makes no sense, though. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it makes no sense, but he, he strikes just, like Thunderball. Yeah. He's just... <laughs> totally like, makes sense. But Tom Jones <laughs> is all in. It's actually a common that. Walsh phrase. <laughs> well, yeah. they actually said like he passed out hitting that note at the end because really? they made him hold it so long. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm impressed. Dude's my hero. Yeah, I, I fucking but, love Tom Jones. Sorry. Yeah, theme song aside, too. yeah, Thunderball, I liked almost as much as Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's got so much good stuff in it. I mean, the music among yes. the best in the series. The music in that film is fucking phenomenal. Yep, yeah, I think that they, score like they hit is their amazing. That was like finally when they nailed it. Well, that's like when you know, and they've got, and then this is the good and the bad part is almost forty five minutes worth of underwater photography. Mm-hmm. That man, they want to show you every damn thing that's happening underwater. Yeah, but because there's no dialogue, you get all that score, and it is such good stuff and it like that's like a lot of bubbles you know when people talk about like portishead albums where they're like oh they used all the samples from john barry music like that's where it is where there's like that really small woodwind mm-hmm. thing that'll be the theme when he's sneaking around it's like they figured all of it out in that one and then the underwater has got like the all the strings and just mm-hmm. god it's so oh that soundtrack is so good but that movie feels too, way too long it is a long movie I, and I, it is I was, 20 minutes longer than than Goldfinger, but it feels about an hour longer. Well, I it felt like it took forever. I, I will say I actually caught up. I've been following along now, playing yeah. the home game. Um, I was trying to watch this movie on the, the day we were going to record the ep- uh, an episode here, and there was a tropical storm. It was flooded. You guys literally couldn't get to the studio. Yeah. I made it. I started watching <laughs> Thunderball <laughs> at like 3.30, 4 o'clock when we were going to record at 6, 6.30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and because I, I was pausing... 
trying to figure out what we're doing, get people mm-hmm. here, coordinate. Yeah. I didn't finish watching that movie till like eight. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you know, it made it feel like even longer. I was just yeah. like, is Thunderball ever going to be over? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'll admit I watched it the same night as Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. That's, so it that's was a lot of bond. That was a bond marathon yeah. and a half, mm-hmm. but that a movie like, on the superstation, there's so much good <laughs> stuff in that movie. It has my favorite one liner. He gives or his favorite quip so far, you know, which one's that? Um, when he locks the guy in, in the very beginning when he's in the steam rooms and everything, mm-hmm. he locks the guy in the, um, in the steam room yeah. and he, and he walks out and, and it's, it's framed greatly because you, you walk outside and the, and the room says irrigation or something mm-hmm. like that. And he's like, oh, see you later, irrigator. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's the best fucking one. God, was, that hurts my head. Oh, that was so yes, good. And by the way, BJ, when you mentioned the traction table, yes, it's, it's in Thunderball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the beginning of Thunderball. That's in. Yeah. I, I've, I love that line though. That, that's he hilarious. has he has one liners throughout oh, yeah. that one. Oh yeah, like, but I mean just as much as Goldfinger. It's it's set up well because he even actually kind of like stops and looks up at the sign, and then it's like he comes up with the line. So <laughs> yeah. it, it it works well. I sorry, yeah, I like the stupid one. But um, <laughs> this one Spectre's back. Yeah, and they feel threatening. And I think what I like the most about Thunderball is throughout it always feels like the bad guys are two steps ahead of Bond. Like you don't you didn't really I mean. Goldfinger, it felt like he was evenly matched, but this one, it feels like they're always just a step ahead of him with their plan, and he's all constantly having to adapt to figure out what they're doing. Like he's catching up. Well, yeah. Goldfinger feels like he spends a third of the movie hanging out with the bad guys. Yeah. I mean, it's like he goes there and they're like, well, you're not well, leaving. Thunderball, he spends half yeah. the movie. Like, that's. He, he hangs out at the. Yeah, he hangs out at the. Yeah, and I mean, they know who Bond is, mm-hmm. and he knows who they are, and they're just like, he's like, hey, I'm going to date your. Uh, Date your chick, if you don't mind. Domino. Yeah. And speaking of the chicks, Mm -hmm. God, the women in this are hot. Like, Yeah, Domino, I think, is the first one that gives uh, Ursula Andress a run for her money. Yeah, well, she was former Miss France, so... France. That helps. (laughs) Viva la France. But yeah, but also the the other bad chick that he beds midway through, even though he knows she's a Spectre agent, doesn't care. Doesn't care. Bangs her. Plow that. And then... But I do... (laughs) I do appreciate that afterwards she's like, yeah, everyone sleeps with you and they turn good, not me. Fuck you, Bond. Right. And he's like, well, you know, I had a gun under the pillow. I was going to shoot you if I had to, so whatever. (laughs) She's like, you bastard. (laughs) He's just, there's so much good stuff in Thunderball. It's just so much of that underwater stuff drags. Because, I mean, it's cool to see how they dispose of the plane. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you get their plan and how elaborate they are with it, but... When you get to the finale, you're finally like, let's just do this. The finale, and though, underwater is great, though. It like, is great. They send in like an equal number of guys to fight the equal number of bad guys. <laughs> yeah. So they're having underwater knife fights and yeah, yeah, it's all one on one fights yeah. and just, yeah, there's so much cool stuff, oh, but it just keeps going. Yeah. On <laughs> little on. underwater scooters with the with the spear guns mounted to them. Oh, oh yeah. It's brilliant. So it's like, it's like Megaforce watched that and was like, <laughs> do, do, that, do that. But in the desert. Now, okay, I haven't I haven't seen any of the early Bonds in forever, but mm-hmm. so what what is Thunderball's version of the crazy, stunny video game in the remake, Never Say Never Again? What's the Thunderball version of that? What, what's the thing the two bad guys sit down and, or the bad guy and Bond sit down and do? Is it just Baccarat or something? I mean... Yeah, I, they play Baccarat at one point, okay. but they don't really, like, they don't really face off that way. No. No. I don't think there's any kind of, like... Thing where they kind of do skeet yeah. shooting at one point, but that's about it. Okay, where Bond is like pretending he doesn't know what he's doing, and then he shoots from the hip and nails the skeet. Like, <laughs> mighty look good looking gun like, for a woman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Thunderball. Now, dog. 
it, it it's long, but it's still easily almost up there with Goldfinger. Yeah. Goldfinger's Ten just stars. a step above. Because Connery, you know, Connery's again at the height of his powers. He's just awesome <laughs> in this movie. He's a wizard. Yeah. I love that he gets shot in the ankle and he barely limps, and then he just walks it off later. He's like, yeah, whatever. It's a robot. Good looking women, beautiful looking locales. Yeah, it was and nice going back to the islands, you know. I mean, I know it's the Bahamas and not Jamaica, but... Yeah, and it's also the first time they show all the agents. Because he goes into the meeting and he takes the seventh chair in the room. Mm-hmm. Ah. But they show them all from behind, so you don't no, see them. No, you get to see them in the front Yeah, you get to bit. see a couple of them. Yeah, but, but like they're not focused on... Right Anyone now. we know? Nope. No, oh. it's just dudes. There's, like, there's one dude who's got like a full beard. <laughs> Weird-looking dude. Yeah. And there's also some Felix Leiter. Yeah, yeah, a different guy every time. I don't know why they couldn't cast that. Like, that well, it's weird. It's the you know he's not really he may not really be a man called Felix Leiter. It's you know quote unquote Agent Felix Leiter. Contact. Yeah. Oh, so mm, yeah. this is the same James Bond principle. Yeah, yeah the same yeah. as the right. 007 is they just, just a code use the name. names. Yeah, but I mean, I'm saying like every movie he showed up he's a different guy. It's just funny to me. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I. Going back to our remake, if they go back and do a uh, time period thing, mm-hmm. again, I'm, I'm with you on the John Hamm playing Felix Collider thing, but mm-hmm. Fassbender, Fassbender has to play Bond. That is, uh, to me, there's God, absolutely, that's brilliant. there's no question. Like, they they literally should fire Daniel Craig now. Like, just, like, let him make, <laughs> like, Skyfall's made, like, seriously, just be like, thanks, thanks, but no thanks, we made a mistake, here's the guy that should have been playing Bond. Thanks. I, yeah, yes, because he... He has kind of a I mean when Connery he look, watching Glorious Bastards again when he does when he does the like after he's been caught and he flips the you know it's oh, like, yeah. if I'm going out and I'm going to you know mind if I speak the kings like I was like fuck that's bond like yeah yeah like I'm I'm fucked but I'm going to play it absolutely I think cool. the only issue is he's kind of a tiny dude too No he's not he's really not he's, I don't know he's like, tall, isn't well he? in Haywire he looked tiny Next oh. to what's her face? Well, she's also like in the middle They can shoot low angles on him. Yeah. I I think he's. But yeah. Whatever. Well, I mean, Pierce Brosnan was a, was a midget. He's like <laughs> three and a half feet tall. <laughs> I don't tall. think Daniel Craig's all that big, is he? I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, in Hollywood is over five yeah, feet. Yeah, but tall. Jesus, yeah. I mean, I'm taller than Tom both Cruise Stallone an, and Al, yeah, Al Pacino. And Tom Cruise is an action midget. star. He's yeah. like five seven. Yeah. Okay, These people are midgets. Yeah. I dwarf them. But yeah, I could see Fastbender doing that. Fastbender's six foot. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. He's sizable dude. Well, then that chicken haywire is huge. And all probably. He, he probably yeah. just needs to put on put on a few pounds. No, no. I mean, no. trust me. I saw shame. He he's fine. <laughs> okay. Dude's oh yeah. Buff. Well, I mean, he's last yeah. last yeah, I saw him, yeah. you like that. Oh yeah. Last right. I saw him was in Prometheus, and he seemed slim to me in, yeah. in Prometheus. Maybe. Yeah. It could have been just the outfit, but but no, I could. Yeah, I I could go for that casting. Too bad it will never happen because haven't they signed Craig for a bunch more movies? No, I don't know. We could just assassinate him. Why don't we just like? Jesus. Why don't we just make a? <laughs> I don't know. But we just make is, a I don't thing. think Daniel Craig is bad. No, he's not bad. He's it's just wrong for the role. He's just, it's just you can't you can't continue Daniel Craig and suddenly go. Hey, it's the sixties. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. they, right. they literally need to reboot. You want Bond. a total reboot? Yes, I want to. I like you said. I want a time period Bond. I 60s want a, period piece. And the thing is, is, like you could build some badass sets and bring in some real cars, and the rest can be CG. You, I mean, the CG is good good enough these days that you can make 1960s London and yeah. not have to. Go there or do weird things to not have to go to nineteen sixty. You know what I'm saying? Like or recreate it. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, they do like painstaking recreations of streets as they looked in the time. You know, it's like just fucking CG that shit. Just right. Yeah, I mean, they did it with Captain America for the forties. Yeah, yeah. The cars are easy enough to come by. So yeah, but yeah, I could I could definitely see Fassbender doing it. Yeah, and people love him. Yeah, and he's British. Yep. 
That Most helps. important. Well, he's he was born in well, Germany. He's from the UK. Yeah. Okay. Grew up he in can Ireland. speak with a British accent. He can. He can do it. He can do it well. And unlike some other Robin Hoods, <laughs> I God. speak with a British accent. So uh, I watched another movie. Um, just picked up on cable randomly because I've been seeing the commercial for it way too much, and that's mm-hmm. crazy, comma stupid, comma love. Ah. And uh, um, ah. it's got Steve Carell, uh, Julianne Moore, Ryan Gosling, and Emma Stone are the main people in it. Mm. They're all <laughs> dreamy. They are. <laughs> yes. Especially that Steve Carell. He is mm-hmm. dreamy. Dreamboat. He is. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those movies, uh, it's kind of a weird movie because it, it's not a romantic comedy per se. It's more like a romantic drama or a like a real life drama. It's about you know dealing with divorce and relationships and things like that. But um, there are still very much funny moments in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's... Overall, much better than I thought it was going to be. Like, it was one of those movies, like, I started, and I'm like, why the fuck am I even watching this? This is not the kind of, like, this is not my kind of movie at all. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it comes together well enough that I was like, wow, that is just an overall better movie than I was remotely expecting. Uh, had almost like a, almost a Little Miss Sunshine vibe of, like, wow, that was almost more endearing than I was expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't love Vilma Sunshine or anything, but I, it's just like when that movie was over, it's like, Oh, this, this actually came together into a better movie than I thought it was going to be from trailers and anything else mm-hmm. I could see about it. And Ryan Gosling is just great. <laughs> like I'm, I'm becoming a big fan of his and the role that he plays in this is just really good. Perfect for him. And hmm. he seems to be stringing together some, some good performances. Yeah. It's weird. It's like, I mean, I think he's on the path now, finally. Like, you know, it's like he, he kind of bounced around where it was like, good movie, shit movie, good movie, shit movie. I th- I hope he's, like, finally on that, like, A-list mm-hmm. kind of thing where it's like, you're only going to get the good offers now. I mean, I know he's already working with uh, the Drive Guy again on his next movie, so. Drive Guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, so. But yeah, it's just. Griffin. Yeah, it's just, it, this is this movie's kind of full of good performances and, and interesting, an interesting enough script. I wouldn't say it's like a magnificent script, but it's worth a watch especially now that it's on cable and stuff i will watch it <laughs> all right let's break it up with an email because uh, before i talk about the other movie all right all right break it up we got one from jay it says sealed vhs copy of movie <laughs> hey bmf cast crew it's an auction link <laughs> i have an odd question for you i recently purchased a factory sealed copy of big trouble in little china on vhs is it worth the novelty of having a sealed vhs tape to keep it that way no. I've looked online and the value is close to the dollar I paid, so it's not an earthbound or chrono trigger on SNES situation, which I guess those are worth a lot of money. Also, I have Arena, Action USA, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, and Never Too Young to Die on VHS. Can you I think of any other know. movies not on DVD that are worth owning on VHS? Thanks for your time, Crash and Burn, Jay out. I'd, I'm of the opinion that if it exists on a better media, it's not I don't think of owning something. I mean, maybe if it's rare or something, maybe, uh, but I, I don't even think like the thing with the problem with VHS is it's literally a format that has a shelf life. Like that will literally demagnetize or lose the movie off of it eventually. Mm-hmm. So, well, my issue with VHS is almost always their pan and scan that too. Yeah. I'm just saying like it, DVD, you know, it's, they supposedly have like a hundred year life. You know, it's not like in your well, lifetime, it's not going to suddenly go, Hey, this movie doesn't have the movie on anymore. Well, you'd be surprised. Well, I mean, yeah. you can scratch them or things like that, but when the DVDs were designed to have at least Solar a flares, lifetime, kill the DVD. Yeah, I'm saying like you can literally demagnetize VHS tape rather easily. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Passing it by something. They did or, that in fight club. Yeah. 
So it just to me, it's a, it's not a lasting format. It's like saying like, oh, you know, I'm gonna go get a sealed copy of the White Album on cassette. It's like, well, nobody gives a shit. It's like the worst way you could listen to that. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before. I don't quite understand the the old dead format collecting mentality. But I mean, like in terms of of movies that you should own that aren't on DVD. Mm-hmm. I'm all for seeking that shit out because I think that stuff should be preserved in case oh, yeah. the studios are too stupid to ever do it themselves. But and he's got a pretty good collection going there yeah, already. I, I mean, mean, I'd say um, Omega Cop. Omega Cop is on DVD. Is it? Yeah. Well, I think it. And I Come in Peace is one of the video on demand, right. or not video, but disc, on, disc demand on demand ones. Yeah. Which yeah. it's I'm not ideal, not but you know what? Of, it's at least it's a legal it's, solution to it, getting it, and it's better. It, you know, it's original format. Yeah, it, it, it's a better solution than. A VHS tape, mm-hmm. you know? I'd say um, Order of the Black Eagle, if you can find a VHS of that. I will buy it off of you. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Because like, one day that's not going to be on Netflix streaming, and I'm going to be pissed. Right. I, th- I think one of the things that I like about the VHS copies is the art on them. A lot of times, there's a lot of love and care that goes into mm-hmm. it, making that box it, it's closer and making to it look cool. poster size. It was the last yeah. era of of actual artistic artwork mm-hmm. on something because dvd artwork has become the photoshop head hell yeah 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 i hate that they'll take the movie poster and fuck it up on yeah. most dvd covers yeah mm-hmm. well like i didn't buy like the best version of hudson hawk that's come out on dvd has the worst photoshopped cover and i'm like i'm not buying that that's a atrocious cover i literally don't want to put like a like a one color band around well, it's like they gave the outside yeah. and then the movie poster small oh, inside that this one they gave like bruce willis like dreamworks face it was like yeah it was like it's horribly photoshopped take a crappy that. still from the movie i love that the phrase exists the best version of hudson hawk <laughs> you shut great. your mouth yeah i know i'm shut sorry no, I'm just saying, like, the first here. one came out was you know non anamorphic and you know yeah. fucked up versions like right well buy the buy the good version and just pull the yeah, sleeve the out and maybe. burn it the sleeve and i'd say big trouble in little china get the friggin dvd or blu-ray dude yeah, yeah just might as well i mean especially with something like that that's not gonna ever be in short supply until literally you just can't find vhs's anywhere here's the thing if something is on dvd the vhs is worthless yes totally pretty much worthless way i look at it yep. because then if it's on blu-ray the dvd and everything before it is worthless. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. Yeah, it's the only thing that the only exception to that, and the reason there are still collectors is vinyl. Vinyl sounds better than right. CD, right. so that's why people still collect vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's kind of neat, you know. Well, and I mean, plus, well, I mean, vinyl has sort of an equivalent of VHS is that they released a ton of shit on vinyl, and then when they moved on to tapes and to CDs, they got more selective right. and they didn't reach back mm, into yeah, the catalog. Right. Same thing about movies is that VHS got a saturation point where everything was on VHS and then they started making DVDs and it's like, well, this is going to cost, cost a lot of money to get, you know, like the print and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, people weren't tolerating a VHS transfer. Right. So then a lot of movies started to fall by the wayside. So, yeah, but I'm just saying like yep. vinyl is like the one old format where it's like, this is literally better than the new thing because yeah. it's analog and non-compressed. And yeah, right. If you have a yeah. good enough thing, it will actually sound better. I have a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> It's turntable, whatever. So right. like, oh, see, oh, I don't have one. Like, for me, if if I know something is only on, only got as far as VHS and, and there's no signs of it coming out on DVD, I will seek out, like, if it's on cable, if it's on Netflix, if there's a if there's an original aspect ratio version or a high-def print of it out there somewhere, I will just record that. And, like, I've got stuff on my DVR that's not on DVD that I just keep there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, this showed on 1080i on, you know, some channel. I'll, I'll just mm-hmm. keep that version. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. All right. Real quick, we got a Facebook uh, 
message from Adam. Okay. Mm. Asked if we'd review Troll Hunter, please. Looks good. Troll Hunter is probably too good for us because like it's actually supposed to be a pretty damn well made movie. Yeah. So I don't know if it necessarily falls in our realm. Yeah. I mean, I do want to see that movie. I just don't want I mean, to do it. The premise does. I don't want to do it for a Bamfcast movie. Yeah. Right. Because it's one of those we'll probably watch and be like, no, this is actually kind of legitimately right. pretty good. It probably like, falls in that Dead Snow thing where it's like, hey, this is kind of goofy, but it's actually kind yeah, of a well-made movie. Yeah, the premise is goofy, but yeah. made by people who know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we'll watch it for sure, just not as a Bamfcast movie, but check the second half and eventually we'll... One day we'll watch it. We will mention it, Talk of course. Right. Uh, next up, got a message from Gwalter. Hey. Walter. Actually, just Walter. But, oh. Yeah. It says, hey, Bamfcast. I'm glad to know that you guys enjoy Tactical Force since I was going to suggest it to you at some point. If you're looking for another Stone Cold Steve Austin movie, go for Recoil from 2011, mm-hmm. starring Steve Austin, Lucien Monroe, Keith Jardine, and Danny Trejo. As Steve Austin plays a vigilante that goes after people who committed crimes, is pursued by cops, and is sought by a biker gang led by Danny Trejo himself. I'd like to leave another suggestion, if I may. You guys haven't done a Chuck Norris movie in a while, so I just <laughs> wait a minute. Have we got a surprise Arr- for you? Yeah, he does Last suggest week. 1986's Firewalker that has uh, Louis Gossett Jr. and him as treasure hunters hired by a lady to search for a treasure in Central America. It has one of the best bar fights we'll ever see. And lastly, he ends with, are we planning to do a Wesley Snipes movie? He would suggest Drop Zone, since it has Gary Busey as the villain, and that's more than enough. Yes. Keep up the great work, Walter from Portugal. So, yes, uh, we've recently done a Chuck Norris movie. Yes, just for you. We yeah. did that in Force Month, so congratulations on yeah. that. Uh, well Firewalker done. is a giant piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> How about Recoil? Recoil sounds great. Yeah, it does. Uh, Danny Trejo. What about the Octagon? The Octagon and is Keith no Jardine good. Is, I, know, is, like I just like the name. Keith Jardine returns great. Rumpelstiltskin. Yay. Sure. Great. <laughs> But yeah, Drop Zone. Drop Zone is on the list. Yeah, that is- we mentioned Passenger Fifty Seven also, but Drop I've Zone, Drop I think, Zone. is Drop Zone's the one. Drop Zone came out during that time where falling Skating. out of planes was just the shit, like Terminal Velocity and Drop Zone, yeah, and Point, Point Break, break yeah. and it was just like, man, you got an airplane, we're gonna push an actor out of it. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> or somebody that looks sort of yeah, like an actor, right? Hundred percent mm-hmm. pure adrenaline. Yeah, that's it. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen Drop Zone at yeah, some point. It's good. Well, you're watching it again, so yeah, yeah. that's right. Hell yeah. to it. <laughs> all the pictures of it on IMDb are movie posters, and they all have that same Wesley Snipes looking at the camera. Sure, his head kind of cocked to the side. Yeah, the great Wesley Snipes in the sky. Yes, always bet on. Give it up to back. the Wesley in the sky. <laughs> So Harlow, yes, what sir. was the other movie you had? Oh yeah, I, had, I watched another movie. Um, oh, yeah. So I watched the very. Uh, strange slash controversial movie uh, Sleeping Beauty starring Emily Browning. Oh, the Disney classic. Yes, the Disney classic where she's naked for most of the movie. Oh, yeah. right. Like, like really naked? <laughs> wait, wait, what? Um, How have I not um, seen this? Huh? Sleep, going to watch it now. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> During the show. Okay, well, before you get too Man. terribly excited, it's, 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 contextually, it's, it's very weird and not very sexy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Aww. Maybe weird is sexy. Oh, maybe, if that's your thing. Yeah. So, a haunting oh, portrait I've of seen Lucy, this a young university student drawn into a mysterious hidden world of unspoken desires. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> that sounds mm. great. I um, like unspoken desires. So my my first takeaway, and like my, my initial snarky box quote that I was going to say mm-hmm. is, it's a poor man's eyes wide shut told from the female perspective. But yeah. the more I think <laughs> about this movie, the less I think that is true. Uh it's kind of one of those movies where there's a lot going on and there's a lot you have to infer 
based on limited amount of information given to you hmm. because the, um, it does that kind of dreamy scene to scene transition without any kind of person going from point A to point B. It's just like now there you're at this point. Now you're at this point. So you're mm-hmm. never sure when you are kind of. Yeah. And, uh, and it's in a strange world where she's obviously some sort of university student. She's not very well off. She's living with some people who she's behind on the rent and, you know, mm-hmm. I need money. And so she's working like a temp job at an office place, like doing collating and copying and things like that. She's working at a coffee shop. Uh, she's working. I don't know if she's like in uh, volunteering for medical experiments, but apparently she every once in a while goes in for some kind of weird thing where they shove a tube down her throat. I don't know. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. And then there's like this, and then it will just flash to like her going out to this club and almost coming across as a prostitute, like being very aggressive with picking up men to the point that you're like, is that just how she is or is she doing this for money? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then she gets hooked up with this weird thing where she reads an ad in the paper that she goes to do. It starts off as like you're doing like silver service is what they call it. Like wait, you know, waitressing where you have like one waiter or waitress per person at a fancy dinner party. Sure. And it's, but it's all like sort of exotic erotic things like where they're in lingerie and things like this for these private parties. And that's where the, eyes wide shut vibe comes in from it because it's like these, you know, secret meetings that nobody talks about. You can't talk about it. Just go and do this and you get paid and now leave. Are there digitally inserted dudes blocking? the? <laughs> no, 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 okay. no. This movie does not shy away from showing pretty much anything. Alrighty. Um, and then that evolves into this weird thing where the same people that she gets set up with that scenario, she gets, uh, talked into doing this thing where she basically goes and drinks this sort of sleepy time tea stuff and goes to like <laughs> dead sleep for Can the night. Well, I mean like she'll go into like this dead sleep where she's literally out for it's the like entire Bob night. Marley tea. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and she is just out and like guys come in and pay to do everything, but actually, you know, physically have sex with her. Like that's like off the table, but they can do whatever they else they want. And she's out for right. the night. And okay, yeah, and that's the that's the basis of the movie. And All right, it's very strange and it's very so. It's the feel good comedy of the summer. Steve Carell in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, the whole time I was watching, I, I really I didn't realize I didn't know who made the movie or anything like that. I felt like I was watching a is it Jane Campion? I don't mm-hmm, know if you're watching any no. of her movies. I felt like it was one of her movies just because that slow, deliberate pacing of yeah. And then did you look at the poster where it says Jane Campion presents? Oh, is it? Yep. Really? Okay. Sleeping Beauty by somebody else. That's weird. I Julia. I Lee. seriously didn't look at the poster. Hmm. I just that's exactly what I thought. As I thought I was watching a Jane Campion movie without looking at the poster. <laughs> Interesting. Um, wow. But yeah, so I mean, it, apparently it's. I think it's some. I looked it up now, and it's some first-time director who wrote a, a novel version or something like that. Yeah. Or she is a novelist and wrote this. Neato. But yeah, it's a it's an interesting movie, and I I haven't fully formed an opinion on it yet. So it sounds kind of creepy. It's a little creepy, yeah. But I, mean, it's, I probably won't watch that with my girlfriend. I would not. No, I would not recommend <laughs> that. No, no. Cool. But yeah, it's, it's like shame. summer. It's kind. Yeah. Let's not Beauty's watch shame. Yeah, it's, it, I will it's feel a, inadequate it's a, after watching shame. No, it's a similar <laughs> vibe to that because I mean, it's it's a, t- a totally different uh, plot structure of the movie and and point of it. But it's that. It's kind of the, it's like the heavy movie that you walk away from. And you're like, I don't think I have a full formed opinion on this yet. Um, yeah, I think yeah. apparently one or two people here were that way about Drive. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not 
totally sure about. I mean, like I liked it, but I don't have a full opinion yet. Mm-hmm. And the, the, yeah, it's just like, I, apparently this one's like even more polarizing. I'm sure, you know, because you got a movie dealing with sex and nudity and things like that, you've immediately turned off more than half of your audience. It's like, eh, it's filthy. Eh, bad. Nah. Right. You know, Nurr. just, yeah. <laughs> Can't handle naked people. Yeah. I like the, <laughs> I'm watching the trailer right now and <laughs> <laughs> I like There's no nudity in the trailer. No, no, no. I just, I was just watching it to see kind of what, uh, how it was presenting itself and they put a quote here extraordinary sensuous unafraid jane campion wait okay. she's describing jane campion the movie that presents. presents exactly Great. like all, hi all right. i'm presenting this movie yeah that's it's my own box quote well it, it could be i don't think i saw her name anywhere in the credits that i saw it says jane campion presents i know but i was about to get big to that. giant letters so quentin tarantino quentin tarantino gets to the does that all the time he yeah, will find yeah. a movie or in some way stamp his name to it that he had absolutely nothing to do with producing it. I mean, like he's done that multiple yeah, like times. Hero. Yeah. Iron Monkey. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's done this a bunch of times where yeah. it's just like Quentin Tarantino presents because you've heard of his name, maybe. So he puts a stamp on it. Yeah. So I should have been like this. She may not have been a producer or anything. It might have just been like, God, some people have heard of me. So. Yeah. It's sort of like that Clive Barker stamp of <laughs> yes. bullshit. Where everyone thinks there's a thousand Clive Barker movies, but yeah. there's really only like, no, there's only like six. three. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, I, I don't know. If you're into artsy farty head heady movies, I guess you uh-huh. know, try, check it out. This crowd certainly is. I mean, you know, if <laughs> I like arts and farts. <laughs> I mean, Emily Browning's naked for most of the movie. If that's all you need. All right, got one last email. It's a two-parter. First part, he says, um, "He who?" Yes, he says, "He who." Okay. <laughs> that's how the British said. Uh, we got last one from Moonpier who says. Uh, it's two part, but the first part is coffin scene. He says, yeah. "Hey guys, just FYI, don't know if the caller from Dallas is a gamer. There are two video games with a funeral scene where you pop out of the coffin and kill people. One of them is definitely the Punisher game from the original Xbox, PC, PS2, and I believe, but can't be sure that the second is the original Mafia game, uh, which was on PC way back when." Mm. Okay. So he said, "His friends may be misremembering things as being in movies, but actually being in video games." Possibly. So Quite possible. That sounds like a Punisher type of thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, other one is, well, this has two parts to it, too. Remember how we mentioned how you could send your question in in the animated GIF form? I vaguely remember someone sarcastically I, saying that. I do yeah, remember that. Yeah, he did that. Oh, good. So, I'll get to that. But uh, first, <laughs> he suggests Dog Soldiers. Uh-huh. He says, it's an all-star cast of actors and actresses in a top budget of what must have been a fiver. Dog Soldiers is one of the best horror B-movies to come out of England, except it's bad, and I love it. Oh. I recommend it to you guys for its incredibly good bad effects, the constant stream of gore, witty one-liners, and a hilarious incident involving a fistfight, which I would say that this is worth watching just because of that one moment. Hmm. Not to mention the hilarious for Americans conversation that seems to be bugging the soldiers, which is what was the score of the soccer match between England and Germany, which you must understand because, you know, it's in the movie. P.S. We won 5-1. to one. Funny Britishisms, accents you probably won't understand, and terminology and lingo that may boggle you. This has to be a BMF gas movie just to round out your international hits from Canada, Japan, Thailand, etc. What does boggle mean? It's a, game. it's a game. It's a word game. It'll bemuse you. Oh, muse? Bemuse. The band? I'm yes. bemused. More muse. Yeah. But Dog Soldiers, that's a Neil Marshall movie. It is. By one of, uh, director of one of Chuck's favorites, The Descent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or L Descent. 
El Decento. As it is sometimes known. <laughs> yes. El I'm Decento. not going to lie. I like what I've seen of Neil Marshall. This is like oh, this yeah. one full movie that I have not seen yet. So mm-hmm. I like Centurion a lot. <laughs> Chuck, you're bottling something up. No, no, there. no. I'm just, have you, you watched know. any of his other two major movies, no. Chuck? Okay. Doomsday is... I'm not judging the guy. No, no. Doomsday is just good, stupid fun. Like, I would never possibly try to claim that that was a good movie. Mm-hmm. And Centurion's just... It's better than you think, and it's actually... It's almost approaching a good movie. Okay. You know, it's a, it's just a fun, ass-kicking, gladiator-type thing, you know? Those both sound good. Huh. Yeah, we might have to screen Dog Soldiers before watching it, because... It's possible. I've heard that it's not, yeah. like, BAMFcast-worthy. I've heard it's good enough not to be that. Well, and oh. I mean, like, you know, horror movie-wise, we just don't do that. We're not big fans of the gore. Eh. Unless it's goofy. Or pussies. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So anyway, his question... <laughs> Best worst first time you saw an actor or actress. Not their debut, but the debut when you saw them. Okay. Which that was sent in animated gift form. Yes. Along with a picture of him holding up a copy of Dog Soldiers. We will post this along with the um, poster yeah. for uh, the, the Eye of the Tiger, Tiger prequel. Oh, okay. I don't know. Anyone got a Man, good one? Man, Matthew Lillard in Scream. As far as like good? I hated him. Oh, hated him. Okay. In Scream. But did you come around but to I've ever like But I've come around him? to appreciating him. Okay. For what he is. In what? Like, what was the moment where you're like, okay, you're all right. This movie? It was In Scooby-Doo, wasn't King? it? Scooby-Doo. Tell me. Come on. I've never seen Scooby-Doo, oh. so I couldn't tell you. Good for you. But no, like, I just, I appreciate his off-the-wall mania now. Okay. A bit more. than okay, Like, in Scream, I just, I hated it. I hated every second he was on screen. Really? And I, that's, like, one of the only times I think he just absolutely worked. I, I don't know. Yeah, I just only yeah. the first Scream, so. Okay. Yeah, I have issues with the first screen. Yeah. I like the second one better. Two is but... so much better. <sighs> Anyone? Anyone? I, I was I was not a fan of Leonardo DiCaprio for the longest time. Like I mean, really for the longest time for me, he seemed like he could not lose his kid voice and I could never take him seriously as an actor because he was like screeching all the time. Mm-hmm. It took a long time for me to think he was in any way worthy of anything. I, I like post Titanic post he just wasn't a man like after the beach after like the aviator just i mean you know like shutter island maybe <laughs> the departed i the departed was the first time that, that that's exactly right the departed was the first time i saw him and i was like you know what that dude's good he is he has changed my mind about him and and i tried a lot with him over the years so mm-hmm. who didn't okay. like gilbert grape no Oh, and I love the movie This Boy's Life, but I just want to punch him in the face in that movie. I'm rooting for De Niro in that movie, and that is the wrong <laughs> that is the wrong yeah. attitude to take when watching This Boy's Life. Hey, you want some mustard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not a big fan of Matt Damon in Good Will Hunting. Okay, I hate that accent, Matt Damon, and I think he's like, and it's weird because like, isn't he from there? Yeah. Yeah, that accent just doesn't work for me at all. Some people just don't ever pick up the accent from where they're from. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it, like, it's just it's terrible in that. And I was like, God, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and now I realize, hey, wait, Matt Damon can actually be pretty good in stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he bought a zoo. He was good in that. Yeah, I haven't seen that. One. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm trying to think of the last Matt Damon thing I saw. Might have been the last Born movie. I saw Contagion. That's the last thing I think I saw him in. Yeah. The Informant. Yeah. Yeah. I think Contagion came out after that, but yeah. No, I mean, I, I kind of agree. I, I 
out of the two, I actually, I think back in the day, I was like, oh, yeah, Ben Affleck's going to be a good actor one day. He's not quite there yet. <laughs> yeah, he mm-hmm. will be. Yeah, but well, like, I was like, oh, Matt Damon's just worthless. Like, yeah. he's not ever, he's well, the Well, I think back kick. then, Ben Affleck worked because he's not in that movie that much. Well, I just mean in the, in general, like, not yeah. just that, but like, you know, showing up in early Kevin Smith things. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, when I saw, I mean, Chasing Amy is a great debut for him. Mm-hmm. That's true. I, I love, still love that movie, mm-hmm. you know, but. We can talk all the bad stuff we want about Kevin Smith, but I think that's his that movie that's his crowning great. masterpiece. And I think you know Ben Affleck's really good in that. And for the most part, he's not been in anything since. You know, Affleck? That, yeah, I don't. I can't, I'm trying to think. Like I, you know, I I like certain movies in, but I just don't think he's generally all that good. I mean, I thought Armageddon. No, I mean like <laughs> the I like, town. Yeah, I like the town. Ta- the town was good, but I think like you know, I think he's showing more talent behind the camera than in front of it. Well, like the town was him. Like he took some time off like he he was in every movie hollywood was just beating us to death with ben yeah. affleck phantoms and, yeah and people yeah he was the bomb in that and then like people revolted against ben affleck i mean like the the, the joke against ben affleck ramped up hardcore people were just sick to death of ben affleck and then he just sort of went away he just stopped he doing smart. stuff for a little while and then came back with the town and people were like hey that ben affleck's pretty good you know, he's not mm. in it that much, and his accent's kind of dumb, but directing-wise, that's pretty good. And he's directing something now, which is getting good buzz, so um, I like Ben Affleck. I've always liked I, I don't Ben Affleck. I dislike him. I'm just saying, like, I, from what I have, where I saw him in, like, Chasing Amy, I thought he would be, like, an A, like, A-list, like, oh my god, winner actor, you know, all the time. He was an A-list actor, but not winning. Well, <laughs> he, he seems like that. a cool dude to have a beer with. Maybe honestly, sure. that's yeah. what I'm so for many actors. Of so many actors. That, no, I'm serious. <laughs> like of so many actors out there. Like there are so few that I would actually want to sit down and just have a beer with. Sure. He is one of them because he seems like he would be a good dude. And that's why he got so many parts. And he seems like a smart enough dude to realize that Hollywood's kind of ridiculous and that it was smart of him to vanish for a while. Yeah. Well, I think uh, uh, on the on the other end of like somebody who came out of nowhere, who's been around for forever. Is Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson, like I mean, there's been this goddamn Dark Man. Well, I mean, even before well, that, you got Kroll. I mean, like yeah. you know, I mean, I don't yeah. even think about him in Kroll anymore. And it's like you know, you watch. I mean, probably the first thing I ever saw him was either Kroll, and I don't remember it, or Dark Man. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you know, it was like he was just a guy, and then all of a sudden, it's like it's fucking Liam Neeson. Like the switch flipped with Neon, Liam Neeson, and I almost said Liam Neeson. Uh, I mean, you hate to sort of pin it down to when his wife died, but that's really when it happened. I think he he threw himself into work and just would take whatever. And by taking whatever, he became that guy. He was not doing the movies that he's doing now before. I mean, he was doing stuff before that was like Rob Roy. That is an incredible movie. That movie is fantastic. Okay. Well, I, just, wish, I wish people could see the look on Harlow's face as you're I mean, saying that. I don't know. He's like, oh, <laughs> listen to Chuck. It's okay. Hey. Chuck talking like a dumbass Well, again. I just, I mean, you know, it's, come on. I mean, give me Braveheart a thousand times over before Rob Roy. I mean, and it's the, it was that whole, like, you know, we're coming out with two movies that are very similar yeah. themed at similar yeah, times. Yeah, they were. I just, I think for what it is it's in its own bubble, movie. Rob yeah. Roy is really good. Although I think Tim Roth obviously steals that movie from Liam Neeson, but yeah, I mean, just Liam Neeson suddenly became that guy who's, like, his face is every poster. It's like, every poster that he's in, it's just his face. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I think he he, he made good movies all throughout his career. I'm yeah. just saying other than early on. You yeah. know, it's like, you know, hey, a, lot of people, was... a lot of people put in their time and sure. don't make great movies or have big parts in them. But, I mean, 
he's made some quality movies. It's just like now he's actually like a bona fide star where people are like, oh yeah, fuck, it's a Liam Neeson movie. Let's go see that. Yeah. Whereas like, that was I, never. I, I was on board with him all along the way. Right. You know, like, it's like oh, Liam Neeson's in this. This will be a well acted movie. Yeah. Now it's like Liam Neeson's in this. It'll make a hundred million dollars, <laughs> except yeah. for Battleship. <laughs> but yeah I, I don't know there's just there's a lot of weird people who have had like second comings or just dropped off the face of the earth well it's funny if you look like especially like you can actually pin it down to like 1985 where like big actors like al pacino and gene hackman and robert de niro these guys dropped off the face of the earth like hollywood was like you know what we're, we're done with actors we're not making acting movies anymore and they were in shit just horrible horrible garbage <laughs> movies they were done and then somehow all of them managed to come back and now are to the point where it's just like you know i mean like people are still clamoring for gene hackman to do something like i know he's since retired and said i'm not doing but people will not allow welcome to Mooseport to be his last movie they're like no come back gene hackman and make something good well same with sean connery yeah it's like Pe- league people of are clamoring, gentlemen yeah people are like sean connery and gene hackman please come back and do some old buddy movie something together you know, just killing Sometimes those don't work either though. no they don't you don't always want space cowboys no you know I mean? or the crew yeah <laughs> it's bad Jesus. bucket list secondhand lions two. ew <laughs> bucket, bucket list no like i don't know some some larger bucket container list, list. two <laughs> wild hogs two. <laughs> no uh, the, no the hogging yeah man just looking at liam neeson's filmography uh-huh we may need to watch next of kin at some point. Oh, yes. Movie? Yes. Yes. Okay. We yes. may have to do that one. Yeah, I think he's like a dirt farmer in there. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was actually considered oh, no, dirt I'm, good. I'm, I'm confusing with Steel Dawn. I'm yeah, sorry. I was going to say I thought next of kin was actually considered a pretty good movie. It's a pretty good little action movie, yeah. yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It's sadly in the in the shadow of Roadhouse, but you know. No, for, I just I mean like some there was a, there was an interesting period there where like stars kind of went off and did like kind of semi-critically acclaimed but forgotten movies mm-hmm. like i mean i always thought next mexican was kind of one of those like swayze was like i'm done with the roadhouse dirty dancing thing I'm, and it was like a low-key actually kind of yeah. decent action like like a costner's revenge you know like kind of a oh, forgotten, yeah. forgotten movie where it's like it's actually pretty good better yeah. than you think it's gonna be i don't know and i love finding those too i love finding those movies that the time has yeah. forgotten because you know, then you're like hey this is a new swayze movie basically no one talks about right. next of kin or steel mm-hmm. dawn I just love that Swayze was supposed to be in Predator 2 up until the last second. Instead of Danny Glover? Yeah. It was going to be Swayze. Okay. Can you imagine fucking mm. Swayze? I can try, but... I Honestly, I think I, I like Glover better. Yeah, but just think, man, with like that, that I know. point break haircut, fighting yeah, the Predator. Hey, you got a point there. Come on. Would have been so good. That's Get, a tough Like call. getting his shirt torn off, all Chippendales action going on. <laughs> <laughs> Still the greatest moment in television ever. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Okay, well, we've danced around that question long enough, right? Yeah. Dance. Magic dance. (laughs) Actually, I think I I will say one last one. As far as, like, great debut and now has completely disappeared from the face of the earth. Right. Cuba Gooding Jr. (laughs) Where the fuck is he? He is in every third Uh, direct-to-video movie that comes out a month. But, I mean, Boys Boys in the Hood, probably his first movie that I remember ever seeing him in. Yeah. Talk about, like, you know, coming out of the gate really strong and then, like, you never go full retard. Yeah, That's, he made radio, That's and that true. was that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that. yeah, it's like you had high points of goodness. Oh, won a goddamn Oscar. Yeah, I know, Jerry Maguire, and Ooh. and should have it taken away from him. <laughs> yes, because For, the ice cream truck movie was the next one after that. Oh, um, uh, Chill Factor. Chill Factor. Oh, Jesus, 
God yeah, damn it. That's a movie we need to let's watch. Let's watch Chill Factor, dude. Only if we watch Fled after it. That doesn't even sound like a right. Something doesn't sound right about that title. <laughs> like, it shouldn't be in past tense. Why? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's like Lawrence Fishburne and Skeet Ulrich and they're handcuffed together. It's like a remake of the <laughs> Defiant Ones. But I, mean, it's, I, can, I can see a movie called Flea. Because, like, no. hey, this is happening, but, like, no, fled, fled feels like a movie that happened. It's someone that telling you the story of these two people who fled. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You guys are morons. Right. <laughs> Let's get some contact. We've been talking for three hours. We're punchy. We're also morons. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> more on this. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> Sit down, you moron. <laughs> so, check us out on the website at bmfcast.com. Send us emails to bmf at bmfcast.com and uh, any format that you'd like. Wave, MP3, AVI, GIF. TIFF. Perhaps PNG. A, a YTMMD. Yes. Picked. Uh, yeah, you can also do a YTMMD. Picked, TIFFs. Yes. Whatever you like. Also, uh, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash bmfcast or Twitter at twitter.com slash bmfcast. Send us tweets at, at bmfcast. Check us out on iTunes. Search for Bad Movie Fiends Podcast where you can subscribe, rate, and review. We like good reviews and many, many stars. You can also check us out on Stitcher, which is an app for all of your relevant mobile devices, which will stream our glory directly into your ear canals, thus making you a better person. Results not guaranteed. And then, most importantly, send us a voicemail on the Garfield phone, 9105-JOX-BMF or 910-556-9263. Give us a ringy dingy. Yay! All of that. Let's get out of here, shall we? I think we've talked far than far more than we need to. I don't even know Probably. what day it is. It's Friday that ends in Y. <laughs> oh, good. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach, <laughs> and I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast out. Bam.